Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Many of you may have seen the podcast we did with Ghost, the bodybuilder, and how he was a younger of Asian hits. And when he was a young person on the streets of Reading, how he clicked up with some older female gangsters. <laughs> We've got someone from that group in the house today, Fran. You may also have seen our interview with Tawana about the female prison experience. Fran was also in the uh, same prison as Tawana as well. So a bit of overlap with two of our podcast guests. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'll put those stories down there in the description box if you want to check them out. And all of Fran's stuff will be down there and Jen's stuff will be down there as well. Mm. So huge thank you for coming yes, on. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, Ghost has done tremendous. You know, he, he discovered the bodybuilding and he was just naturally massive and he got out and he's, he's going all over the world now. But you know him from back when he was a young person. Yeah, I remember. Um, I can't remember if he, if he must, if he got out before I went in, I can't remember how long he's been out now, but I remember seeing a picture of him um, on my friend's Facebook and saying he was like that. And I was like, wow, he's huge now, he like massive. Um, yeah, obviously he wasn't like a tiny lad like back in the day, but he was nothing like that. So yeah, it was crazy. <laughs> yeah, so how did you meet him? Um, so I was in the, he mentioned, I've, I've listened to obviously his interview um, and he mentioned about um, some some female like drug dealers and I was one of that group um I was in that group I think before he sort of come along I knew some of the lads that he become friends with and stuff like that um so yeah so that's how I um got to know him and you had a story about one of his was it his co-defendant oh yeah so um yeah just they're just they were just on another level (laughs) um it was it was a crazy world like you know I sold a lot of drugs but I wasn't like some of them sort of gangsters you know I wasn't like someone that would like sort of go out and stab anyone or anything like that but um I remember one night I was staying at one of us the group of girls that we were we were dealing in the flats and um the uh the door was going like like bang like I thought it was the police at first and I've opened the door and it's like one of these guys and he's just like you know he's not not on my level shall I say you know I don't want to say too much obviously but yeah he wasn't on my level and and um he was like looking for one of my friends and he wanted to know where where she was and obviously I actually generally didn't know she was just letting me stay at her flat um and you know, he was sort of like, are you lying to me? And I was like, and he start, and I'm thinking, oh God. And then it's like, you know, and I'm talking to him, trying to calm him down. And, you know, we're having a good sort of chat in the kitchen. And then, then the next thing he thinks I've said something and then he gets mad. And I'm thinking, oh my God, you know, I've known him for a while. We were friends, but it's like, you know, you know, is, is something going to happen? You know, <laughs> like, I'm, you know, kind of like, it's like shit, but, um, yeah, so it, yeah, it, it was a madness back then. It was a madness. Um, and obviously, yeah, I was around obviously when that happened. 
um, with them guys, which, you know, was a sad situation. Because um, the ghost say, like, one of the females' houses got robbed. That's yeah. kind of, like, triggered a lot of the drama. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah that's... Luckily, I wasn't there when it happened, but that was another girl. Because there was about... Oh, there's about five of us girls all together um and yeah uh if i'm correct in saying i think um her partner had gone to prison and yeah there were there was a lot of money he, you know he you know everything he talks is the truth you know there was so much money involved um you know they made me sort of look little i was just sort of there like yeah i'll take a phone i'll earn money you know um and stuff like that and yeah, they, they did. They all got tied up. Um, my, my friend, like, well, they were both like close friends of mine. And yeah, it was a massive scary experience for them. Definitely. How did you hear about it then? Cause my friend, she just rung me, like, obviously when it, like, like, I think it was like the next day or whatever. Cause we did spend most of the time together. It wasn't, it wasn't often we'd go a couple of days without seeing each other. So it was just lucky that I wasn't in that situation. Did she describe it to you what happened? Just, just that, like, they, I'm sure they tied her up. Um, and I know, I think I'd, um, someone got beaten up quite bad. Um, and, I, and obviously I know they got robbed. I don't want to sit here and say stuff that yeah. I think was said because I'm actually not a hundred percent sure. I was, I was off my box in them days though, you know? Um, so it's a lot of it is sort of a blur as well, but I do remember like that situation. Cause I remember thinking I'm lucky I wasn't there. Can you can you remember the story fully? Um, no, but it's all in the podcast if you want to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> How did all this start for you then, Fran? Are you from Reading originally? Yeah, yeah. So I grew up, um, uh, started in Junction in Reading, and then grew up in Woodley. Um, yeah, just it was just sort of mad. My, it kind of like done a one eighty really quickly because I grew up used to go to Sunday school. Um, you know, my mom went to church at 11. I was like, yeah, I want to be rebaptized and like <laughs> got rebaptized, you know, and it was like, and then all of a sudden, you know, I grew up in a massive um, loving family. Like my dad's Italian. So they was always round, you know, I was daddy's girl, I was spoiled and stuff like that. And then obviously my parents went for a bit of a, a, a rough patch and, you know, they was going to split up. I think I was about 12 at this point, maybe 13. I definitely wasn't older than 13. Um, and then, so my dad was going to go, obviously it really affected me. He see that. So he was like, look, you know, I'm going to stay until you're 16 when you're in a job for six months. I'm going back to Italy. So obviously, you know, I'm, I'm a kid, but I'm kind of like, it, it's a lot to take in. So I think I sort of thought I had to grow up quick. And then by 13, I was just like smoking weed and stuff like that. And, you know how it goes. You end up just doing doing it, and then it turns to like speed and uh, ecstasy. Um, but I was always like mature for my age, so I always like knew a lot of older people. Um, and then so obviously it was like, oh, I can I can get I can get drugs, and then it, I'd be the one that would get the drugs, and for everyone else, so we could all get high. It was like acid, everything, you know, <laughs> whatever we could get, we was doing. And this was all like during school times. I was going to ask, mm. what were you like in your school days? But yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I went, you know, I <laughs> yeah, went. you can't, you can't <laughs> argue with that. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I think I spent a lot of it uh, off my nut. Wow. Um, yeah, so. Um, yeah, so that was that sort of growing up, you know, but I still had, you know, my family, like, you know, it was, it was still good, you know, people have had it a million times worse, but that's what, that's where it, you know, the drugs and stuff started taking. And then I learned that I could get my drugs for free. 
you know, I thought, oh, hang on a minute, I'm up a little bit. Why am I doing this for free? Like, you know, so I'd, I'd get my drugs free. Um, and then, yeah, my dad stuck to his word, like, uh, sort of, yeah, I was been like nearly 17. Um, he moved back to Italy and my brother went, I think my dad thought I was going to go, but I was too wrapped up in this world and I was a street kid and I didn't want to go to a little village and, and live <laughs> there and not speak no language, not know anyone. So, yeah. Um, but then it just really sort of spiraled then, um, I think I started on crack. I, I don't, this is the mad thing. Some of it is, I don't remember. I don't remember doing it for the first time with the heroin I do, but with the crack, I don't, I don't remember. Um, but I remember getting to such a low point that it was like, I'd been off my nut all night, like all night. So I was like, I can't do this anymore. Like I, I can't, like I was terrified of ending up in jail. I was in with some crazy people like, you know, you know, not, I'm not saying that ghost was a crazy person, but what I'm saying is like, you know, it was that era, you know, the, these men would sort of stand again. I'm not saying ghosts, but I'm saying other men would stab people for nothing. You know, it, it was the environment I was in. Um, yeah. And I tried to take my life. Um, how old were you at that point? I was, I was about 17 and 17, nearly 18. Oh my goodness. What, uh, what method yeah. of taking your life? How'd you? I took an overdose. overdose. I took an overdose. Yeah, took loads and loads and loads of sleeping tablets. Where were you? Um, I was in a bedsit in Reading. Um, it's such a stupid story. I, I don't know if I was hallucinating or not, but I remember lying there and I was thinking, "This is the last time I'm going to open my eyes." And as I've opened my eyes, I've just seen these like it, to me at that moment in time, I was I see ghosts going, "Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on." So it was like it drew me out of it. And then I called one of these girls that, you know, was in the circle. And literally, I remember being stood on the street and I was like, I need help. And I, I remember hallucinating. I was like, one minute I, I see her and her friend talking to me. And then they wasn't even there. And it was like, it was the most freakiest <sighs> thing that ever happened to me. Um, I mean, what was the lead up to you wanting to do it? What, to take my life? Because yeah. like my dad had gone. I felt like my 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 home, my mum had moved away. Um, I, and I, I I couldn't get off the drugs and I was getting in debt and it was like, it was un, it was uncontrollable and it was like, you know, I owed money and stuff like that. And it was like, how, at that point, like, how do you get out of it? Like, it is, you know, it, it, it was tough. It was like my, in my head, it was my only option um, to, to do that. So, yeah. So you're hallucinating. Yeah. But I'm glad, like, um, you know, whether it was real or not, you know, I'm a very spiritual person. I, I, I do believe in, in stuff like that in readings and all that kind of stuff. Um, you know, and I was told that it was spirits, but again, you know, someone might think I'm crazy and, and, and I could be, you know, I could be wrong. It could have just been hallucination, but it, whatever it was, it saved my life. <laughs> yeah. So you were conscious then, you were like in this hallucinatory state and the spirits were telling you. To not, come out, no, they were saying, "Come on!" It was like they were saying to me, "Come, come with us." But it was like they'd done it to scare me, to so to didn't. bring me round, because it was like I knew I was going to die. It was like I was like I, I said to myself, "This is the last time I'm going to open my eyes," because I must have been going like that. Like it was like it it was I was going to go, and then as I opened my eyes, it was that. But it scared me. It was like it's like they use reverse psychology. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because yeah. it's like I don't, I don't, I don't want to come with you. It's scary. Like, you know, it's like it's supposed to be. I was supposed to see the light and stuff. You know. And where was your head at when you came around from that? So yeah, yeah so I come out of hospital. Um, 
How did you end up in hospital then? So I obviously I, I come out, I rung my friends, like I run out of the bed, sit onto the main busy road. God knows what people must have, have thought of me. I, I don't, I do remember clippets of that. I, I really do. So I'm, it, I don't think it will ever go. It was the fact that I think I was seeing my friend and then she wasn't there and it was just madness. But then obviously she did turn up because um, I rang her and I said like, I need your help. You know, this is what I've done sort of thing. Um, and then, yeah, she took me to hospital um I, apparently I acted up massively I wouldn't you know I, I had a bruise from like there to there where I wouldn't let them take my blood and they was fighting me and the nurses and stuff like that so um yeah. how long were you in hospital for uh, they let me out the next day okay yeah they didn't Just, refer you to a counsellor no, no back in them days it Just wasn't yeah it wasn't they just think it's it was nothing then was it it's like oh sort of go away stomach no pump. one cared um I can't remember if I'm honest. I don't think I did. I don't remember it if they did anyway. But yeah. Wow. So you got out. What was your destination? I went back to, um, where did I go? I went back to the bedsit. Um, and then my dad, so my dad, I know my dad come back. So at this point, and he was like, you're not, you're not leaving. You're not going anywhere. Like, you know, you're not like, he wouldn't let me out. And like for the sort of like six weeks, I couldn't go anywhere. And then obviously, again, it was, a, I remember then obviously being allowed to sort of go out and stuff. Like when my dad said, no, it was no, like, you know, he, he never had to put his hands on us, but it was no. And I knew it meant no sort of thing. Well, I've got to ask, did you feel any side effects for days after? Because when I ended up in hospital over suicide through drugs I was hallucinating for days after oh wow no, I remember being yeah. sleepy a lot yeah <laughs> I remember like being in bed for a good few days but I don't know if that was part of the tablets and depression <laughs> or what yeah, <laughs> I don't yeah. know but um yeah no I wasn't like hallucinating or anything like that no, no. so you pick yourself back up um well no not really I went when I first got to go straight back out um you know my group of best friends at the time I went to one of the houses they, they were selling from you know it's just like come over and see me and stuff and uh we all just sat there and and talking and then she's gone oh like you know yeah I'll have some of that so at the end of the day listen I'm a grown woman I'm you know I can be like no or whatever so smoked it didn't even ask at the time what it was it was disgusting it's like it tasted like fish I don't know it was it was vile it was it had the horrible smell but Obviously, I've smoked a little bit and I smoked a little bit more. And I was like, oh, wow, this is all right. <laughs> you know, and I'm like, sat in the chair and I'm like, what's that? She's like, heroin. <sighs> and this is my mate. This is my best mate that's come and got me, knowing that I've not long took an overdose. What? Um, yeah. So, um, you know, at the end of the day, like... I think I used to blame her, but I don't anymore because I'm, I'm an, I was an adult, you know, I'm not stupid. I've grown up with drugs. That was my choice to do what I'd done that day. Um, and it was my choice not to ask. So, you know, more for me, you know, it, you know, it was, it was upsetful at some points when I dwelled on it, but there's no point dwelling on it. It's part of my journey. You know, sometimes am I embarrassed to say it? Yeah. But you know what? It's made me who I am today. Um, and yeah, so then I was hooked on heroin um, and I was on that for a few years. And then one day I was just like, I, I was selling it. I was in with all this group, you know, we see some mad, just madness. I remember one day I got a phone call um, and this guy said to me, oh, can you go and drop like an eighth of white off to such and such? So again, this is that group of the circle. Um, 
And uh, I've gone, yeah, yeah, like, all right, no worries. So I've gone and done it. And then literally, like, me and my mate, we get a phone call, like, 20 minutes later. And then like, what, what? And they're like, oh, such and such has just gone and axed, like, such and such in the head because she robbed, like, such and such. And it's just like, oh, my God, like, I've literally just met him. So obviously, matey is who this girl's robbed. He's asked me to give him an eighth to go and do this bird and the girls answer the door holding their baby thinking oh they're not going to do nothing to me and obviously she was okay um but you know and it's just like I've got to get out of this world this world's mad I'm going to end up dead or in jail and um you know it was like yeah so one day I was just I got up and I went to the doctors and I got myself on a four-way contract back then that's what it was called what's that so you would have your a contract between four things it was uh, me the doctor your methadone script and a counsellor so you'd have to abide by all of them. So you'd have to see the doctor. You'd have to see the counsellor. If you did miss your appointments with the counsellor, your methadone would get stopped. Um, and yeah, and I and I done it. And I think I smoked it once. I had half a joint once um, from going on the methadone, but I liked it. It gave me a high. Like I don't understand why people wouldn't just get on the meth and either stay on the meth or or you know just <laughs> just get off it. Like yeah. yeah. Um, and I remember like I moved from like Reading just to Wokingham, like it wasn't far, but I knew I kind of had to get out of that circle of people. Um, and yeah, I ended up weaning myself off of it. I remember, I think my doctor thought I was on like 12 meals and I used to use this little syringe and I put like six meals in it. And, and then I just like, yeah, I come off it and I never, ever, ever went back. Like never. I, so when was your first brushing with the law? Oh God, I must have been about 13. What was that <laughs> Shoplifting, you know, the oh, usual, yeah. the usual kiddie <laughs> thing. Um, and then it was seven, around 17 for, um, like driving, driving whilst driving without a license and insurance. That was a massive thing. I was always getting like arrested for that. Oh. Um, that was my first jail sentence I got for that. How long did you get for that? Um, so I got done for, I got done for driving whilst disqualified. Um, and then I got caught again whilst on a ban and I had community. No, then I got caught. Yeah. No, I got community service and a ban for the first time. Um, and then I got caught again whilst on a ban, um, and like missing some community service. So the judge didn't like me. The judge did straight away. She says to me, like, you're you. She goes, you are, I have by rights. I have to give you a pre-sentence report. She goes, but you will be going to jail. So I was like, great. But this was a little bit later on. This was like when I hit about 25, I think I was, something like that. And um, yeah, so then I ended up going back. I had, from being arrested to going back to court, my best friend had died. Mm. And um, yeah, it was a massive thing. And, and you know, I, um, I blame myself a lot for that night. So when I went for my pre-sentence report, um the 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 officers that sat there saying to me you know the probation she's like oh um you know do you do you think it's right what you've done I was like oh what so so insurance and and a license is going to bring someone back like if I kill him is it no it's not going to make a difference she was fuming with me but then I broke and then obviously I said like my friend had been run over um oh. you know and she would like wrote me the best pre-sentence report and said like you cannot send this girl to jail over the most silliest offenses like yes she's done it but you, you know this girl needs help 
and the judge didn't like she didn't care she um sentenced me to um a month for missing community service and three months for the driving on a ban again so i got four months but my solicitor appealed to get sentencing so i got out after 11 days wow so i was lucky yeah so can we go back to your friends deaf are you yeah. comfortable chatting about yeah, that yeah one no it's what i've done a lot of work on that now yeah. so yeah so yeah, if you want to just so um can't remember i was doing i was so i was doing mechanics um at college um and she was the one that used to always say to me you know like you need to stick at the college course like do the mechanics i'll do the car spray and we can open a garage that was like our little dream and um i remember one day she kept, um i was in the library because i had to get my assignments in so i'd gone into a library um and she was ringing and ringing and ringing me obviously i wasn't answering the phone i was in the library and um and then later on i'd come out and then my mate picked me up i had to go and sell all my drugs you know the phone was going mad i needed to be everywhere and um she rung my mate's phone and i spoke to her she's like fran you know like i really need to talk to you and I was like, yeah, well, we'll meet up tonight. She was like, like, I really do need to talk to you. Though. And I was like, yeah, no, no, it's fine. Like, we'll meet up. Um, we'll meet up and we'll um, go for a drink or something. I'll meet you later on in the pub. And yeah, so then I went to this other girl's house to print off all of this work that I'd done or finish it off. And then I don't know what I thought. I don't, I never, ever used to sniff without drinking because it makes me paranoid um but I sniffed a line I thought I'd do a couple of lines just to keep me awake I need to go and meet Hayley you know it's pushing on for like 10 half 10 at night um there was this little club in Wokingham that used to be open till late and um we've left there and I've like said to my my best mate I was like we had like a few ounces of coke scales like stuck in the roof of my convertible <laughs> and, I, and I said to my mate like you're gonna have to drive like I, I need to go home like I'm, I'm paranoid I'm off my face and um yeah, like she was ringing and ringing me and um, she's, I said to my mate, um, she'd be all right, wouldn't she? Like, she'd be all right. Like, and um, the next thing, you know, I, I got a text saying like, Fran, I, I'm walking home for, on my own, mate. Like, please, like, please come and get me. And then literally from that text, 10 minutes later, she got run over and killed. So I was just like, yeah, it was, it was a lot. It was. Do you know if the driver was under the influence? Um, uh, no, he literally, he was just some young little geeky kid, bless him. Um, he wasn't speeding. He wasn't on drugs. He wasn't drinking. He wasn't on his phone. And I never remember the, um, the day of the inquest. Like everyone was like, yeah, we're going to beat him up when he comes out. You know, Hayley was popular. You know, we was, we had traveler friends. We had all different kind of, of group, um, circle. And um, I said, no, like that, that boy's got to live with that for the rest of his life. Like he saw that, you know, and and as he's walked out, Haley's mum, oh, bless her, hugged him. I literally like wow. that melted me. And I was like, wow, you're you're a good person because that boy needed that. Mm. Wow. Like, you know, and I was like, look, you know, I said to people like, look, look. <laughs> Hayley's mum forgives him. Like, how can you be like that? It's no one's fault. You know, if anything, inside I'm thinking it's my fault. If I'd have met her, if I'd have picked her up, if I'd have done this, if I'd have done that. But, you know, in jail, I've done a lot of work on myself. we I've done a, I'll sort of go into that later, but I've done a counselling course. And, you know, like, I could have been the one to kill her. We, we could have run her over, you know, like, you know, am I always going to feel guilty? Of course, but I, I don't blame myself anymore. If that makes any sense, you what, know. What did, like, 
was, was the cause determined? Like, was it dark? Was she running across the road? Yeah, so, or? I mean, where it happened, it was lit up a little bit, but it just before that, it was dark. So we don't know. I don't know if she'd walked and stumbled in front of him. Um, you know, like, he, ju- he just said in the inquest, he just didn't see her. Well, he just didn't see her. Yeah, yeah, and... So how was your head after it? Oh, mess. Oh, mess. I was waking up at four in the morning, like lead on the pavement where she'd been killed and stuff. Like me and my mate was just getting smashed. I was getting absolutely annihilated. Like I remember when I got the phone call in the morning (laughs) and my friend rung and said like, Haley's died. I remember smashing the phone off the wall because straight away I knew. And then I was like, I said to my best mate and I was like, Emily, you need to ring her back now. I need to know how. I need to know how, because obviously all I knew was that she was dead. So I thought, oh my God, is she, had she'd been raped, has she been murdered? Like that, that would have done, I would have done. I wouldn't have, I couldn't have like gone on. But um, yeah, not that it made it any easier, but obviously, it, you know, it, it made it, it made a sort of difference in my head at that time. Um, but yeah, just getting smashed, literally. It's, you know, after a couple of months, I kind of drew myself out of it a bit and I started coming to, and I remember, like some of my mates saying like I didn't think you was going to come out of that like I'm so glad to see you yourself again like you know um but yeah wow so you get sent down for 11 days what was it like going in first time and which prison was it so I went to Bronzefield first of all um I I didn't come out of myself for like two three days I like I washed in myself I I did I absolutely shit myself like (laughs) so I'll probably go in (laughs) I've got the nergy so what was it like walking in what could you see um I, oh, do you know what? I remember going from like, it's huge. Bronzeville's quite big. So as you come through like the main reception bit, you walk through like the courtyard and you go onto the wing. And I remember, um, I don't know if it was a governor or, or an officer or what, but you know, I, I looked at her and then, and then I smiled. She goes, do you know what? You're so lucky. You just smiled at me. And I was like, why? She goes, cause I was just about to put you on the worst wing we got on here. And I was like thinking, but people used to say to me, I've got such a hard face, you know, when people look at me until they get to know me, they think I'm a bitch. And I remember when I went to Bronzeville, this sentence around, I remember the officer showed me the picture and I thought, God, I look evil. <laughs> Your mum's no wonder. Yeah, no wonder, like, she was like, you're lucky. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, so I got put on a wing. Um, when when you go in in the beginning, do you have to get strip searched and all yeah, that kind of thing? Yeah, do you know what? Back then you did. So you'd go in in reception, they would strip the bottom half of you and then strip the top half of you. And that's, like, really degrading. Is it only female staff can be present? when they do yeah, that yeah yeah i can imagine yeah um but that's changed now that's not actually legal to um to, they've got to have proper grounds to do that um oh. yeah they can't do that anymore they used to so then they would in bronzefield because after seven days i got a ship out note and they sent me to downview um and when i left bronzefield i don't remember getting strip searched but when i went into downview they strip searched me on the way in and when i got released yeah, so it is proper like... Why would someone risk smuggling shit when well, you're Yeah, out? taking a prison lighter or something. Is it really that deep? Is it really... <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, um, yeah, that that was... That was, um, that was like... That was scary, but... What about getting assigned yeah. a cell for your first time? What was that like? Yeah, so they just, like, took me and my cell. Like, they t- basically, you go straight on the wing, they put you in your cell and say that's it they don't tell you nothing they don't tell you how the system works they don't tell you when food is or absolutely nothing like that 
Um, Were um, you on your own? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah thank Did your neighbours holler at you? Um, do you know what? After after about three days, this girl come in, um, and I started chatting to her, and we ended up like staying like in contact for a little bit. Um, it was it was mad, yeah. And then I sort of come out because you know she's like, "What? You haven't eaten? Like, come out and stuff like that." So it gave me a little bit of like because you just when you hear of jail, you hear about like the horror stories or the movies or you know and you hear Holloway there's always that story that a girl got raped with a broom and stuff like that so you think that jail was like like that but it's it's not it's no. you know there is horror stories in there of course there is but um yeah it's not did you hear of any in your 11 week stay no not then day. no 11 days yeah no I didn't there was nothing because I went to um when I went to Downview um so obviously I'd done four days there I didn't really speak to no one like um I remember on the day I was due in court and I said um in the night before I said look I'm going to court in the morning what what's the what's the procedure and they're like pack your bags be ready for six thirty. yeah so I packed up my stuff and then like I'm like thinking all right okay half six okay it's seven o'clock now so like uh, just gone seven i'm ringing the buzzer going look i'm supposed to be in court so they're like we've got no record of it but i've got a letter from my solicitor um so they're like no first of all sorry they said don't worry about it like just go to your education thing whatever you've got to do like we'll sort it out you know um and then it's coming to like sort of 10 11 o'clock and I've gone mental at this office I like obviously I'm just I'm quiet but I'm thinking I'm supposed to be in court like I can get out today so I've lost it and then um I've got I've got a letter in my cell da 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 and then all of a sudden everyone sort of come around me like, what are you in for who are you? No, know, who are you like so it was like something because I just sort of like lost my shit and I kind of didn't care about anyone else around me it was like suddenly like you know people wanted to sort of come and find out a little bit about me but um yeah luckily then when I spoke to the governor he was like don't worry he said because whatever happens we'll get you there because we get fined a thousand pound by not appearing you in court um but yeah luckily the um, the solicitor rang and I spoke to him and gave permission on loudspeaker to the judge and that saying like I give you like permission to deal with me without me there um, yeah, and then officer come and pack your stuff, get your stuff, you're going. <laughs> I was like, yes. <laughs> so on the day of your release, you go out. Do you have a plan? Um, I'm going back to sell drugs. I need to make sure my phone's been looked after and stuff like that. Like It was weird because even though I knew I was going to jail, I didn't believe it. I did. I didn't believe it. I didn't go prepared. I didn't go with like a big holder and you know and, and clothing and stuff like that. I think I took a little JD night bag and <laughs> I, I don't even think there was really anything in there. Some underwear and a vest and stuff. Ooh. Like you know, it, I think in my head I was a bit delusional. Like because because my probation, the probation officer was saying, you know, I don't think you should be going. I don't think you should be going to jail. I kind of like in my head it was like, oh no, I'm not going to go to jail. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. But yeah, I did. <laughs> so you get back into the mix. What was the next drama? Um, God, it's always a drama. <laughs> um, not, do you know what? I, 
I think I got, I was all right for a few years and then I got arrested again. This is like your late 20s. Yeah, this is, yeah, this must, I think I was around 29. I put, I'm, I'm sort of guessing here, I can't. Um, and I got arrested for, it's just the first time I actually got arrested for drugs. And I've been doing it since I was a kid. Um, I can't remember at that point. It wasn't a stupid amount. Um, How had they found out? They always knew. They used to pull me over all the time and they used to say to me, Fran, you are one of the most politest drug dealers that I know, but we just can't find your fucking drugs. <laughs> like, that's what the one that they used to say to me. I, if I was with the boys, like, that, you know, one time my mate, I had a couple of key of um, green in the car and I've the police had gone past and I was like, Sean, and, and they nicknamed him... Um, JJF jumping Jack Flash. This was what the police nicknamed him, um, you know, because he was on his toes. They could never catch him, never. Like, so he's gone, Fran, go around the corner, he's grabbed the bag and he's gone, he's bolted. And then they've come flying around the corner and it's like, who just ran out of your car? I, was like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, all right, Fran, whatever. Like, search the car and off they went. So they just, yeah, there's been many a times where I've had such a touch or I've been with someone, luckily, and they've bolted. Yeah, they've pulled me over for being on a ban. And, you know, I've got like a little shoe hanging up. You know, the little kiddie shoes and you hang them like my gog took. Yeah. And I have like half ounce of coat. But back then that was quite a lot, you know, and it'd just be sat in there, but they'd never, they'd never find it, you know. In the kids' shoes. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't their shoe anymore. There was like four or five, you know. <laughs> it wasn't like I borrowed their shoes and stuff <laughs> and hid it. It used to hang on the, on the, on the mirror, you know, it's that, it's that kind of thing back in the day. Um, yeah. So I had so many near touches. So where were you when this arrest went down? Um, <laughs> Right. Yeah. So I got pulled over. Um, so basically I moved in, um, this flat with this guy and he was big, big, big in the stuff that I'd got out of, if that makes sense. So that's what started hotting me up. Um, stupid of me really. Again, you know, it was a dumb thing to do, you know, who goes and shares a flat and, um, yeah, I had, I had something on me and they pulled me over and they're like, we're taking you for a strip search. Like, so I was just like, oh, they used to ram me, like, like block me off the road. They take me in for a strip search and stuff like that. And I remember one day they did it and I was just like, thank God, thank God. Something said to me, go home and like, go and do what you need to do and, and, and then go back out. And I did. And thank God. Cause they took me in and one, at one point there was just like, they, they, my mate had picked me up from, from the flat and they was like, we saw you pass something through the window. I said, well, that makes no sense. Cause I just got in her car. You've just followed me out the road. So you, you're lying. There's like, Fran, do you want to get in the back of the van or do you want to go down, down the police station? And I was like, do it here. You know, outside of Sainsbury's and that getting strip searched in the back of a riot van. <laughs> wow. And it's just like, and I said, to, I remember saying to the officer, you just like seeing me naked, don't you? Do you know what I mean? Cause I got to the point where I was so embarrassed, but it was like, no, I'm going to humiliate you. No, no, going all right, red and that. <laughs> oh, brilliant. Um, um, but yeah, this one time they got me, um, it was like oh, a 1.6 of like class A. Um, and I think it was like half a, half a, a bar. Yeah, it was half a bar of green. Cause obviously don't keep everything where you stay, but sometimes you do, unfortunately it happens. You grab it, you know, you're going to meet someone in a bit and, and that, and, um, yeah, so I got away with that. Obviously, it wasn't a lot. I said it was personal, the Class A. The weed wasn't a huge amount. Um, it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't really a prison sentence. So I got like community service and I got a year suspended sentence. 
So that was that. Obviously, I carried on like you do, you know, didn't, didn't scare me, even though I knew I didn't want to go back to jail. Um, and then, yeah, literally, it was like two weeks before my suspended sentence ended. Oh. And I, so this, oh, it was, so I kept stuff in a place somewhere. And this night, um, someone had been going on at me, like, I, I basically was renting somewhere to put some stuff, a unit, basically. And, and, um, I was like, they, they wanted it out of this room because someone was moving in there. So it was like, so anyway, so I've gone and shifted, picked up all this stuff. And, um, <laughs> they, uh, and that night I thought, right, it's like nine o'clock at night. I can't go and put it down there now. It's, it's dodgy. So I'll just take it home for the night. So anyway, so I did. So the next morning I go to work and my workplace had been ram raided and the so- the safe had been robbed. So um, a friend of mine, he worked there and he was known for burglaries and I was known for being in this group of friends. Um, So they're like, so the police are like, right, we're arresting her and him. And I heard them say they were getting a warrant. So they've nicked me outside my work, but I knew it was just a hunch. It was just a thing. So luckily my godson worked there and I said to him, everything's in the fucking house like 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 said it to him as as i've walked past um yeah and so miracles happened you know you've got really good friends but um there was a key of green sat down the back of the garage but it um they they didn't no, no one knew it was there um so yeah i um i got saved that day even though i didn't um and basically what I, I'd explained to probation and stuff, you know, I said, look, this happened before I owed money. You know, I've had to move. I've had to get out of it. They've caught up with me. They've told me, you know, I've got to look after this and drop it off, you know, as I'm told. So, yeah. So probation, um, again, wrote me an amazing report and said, you know, she shouldn't, she shouldn't go to jail. Um, you know, she's going to end up, you know, this is not her fault. She's got in a shit situation. Um, and yeah, cut a long story short, basically I got away with a two year suspended sentence, um, nine months. Oh yeah, I got tagged before. I got three months tagged. This time I got nine months tag and 250 hours community service. So yeah, just like, and you'd think that'd be enough, wouldn't you? And then I got, you know, I had a really good job. I worked my way up in the company. I've become a branch manager. The, I got the job originally to, to look good in court as well. So obviously, you know, I, I've got a job now. I'm sorting myself out. <laughs> mm. What was your community uh, community service job? I was working in the graveyards, like what? working in graveyards. Yeah, strimming, strimming all the graves and mowing the lawns. But I'm, I'm, I'm not like it was that or a charity shop. And yeah, I'd rather be outside. But oh god, some cold weathers, some hot weathers. Like yeah, it was graft, but 250 hours of it. Yeah. yeah, and then you had to, and I worked every other Saturday. So some weekends I'd work. I'd have to do the, cause you'd have to do, um, one day a week. So I'd work and then the Saturday I'd be at work. I'd have to do the community service on the Sunday, work all the way, do community service on the Saturday and only get a Sunday off in every two weeks. So yeah. No it, time for a social life. No. Well, <laughs> no. I still found it in the evenings, you know, I'd run around to what I had to do, but, um, yeah. yeah. So what was the next mishap? Um, so then, yeah, so then that's when I got nicked for my big sentence. Mm, um, what, what led up to that? 
Um, so I just, obviously, I have an addictive personality. Um, you know, unfortunately, it went from sort of drugs and it went into gambling and it was the buzz. It was, it was all I ever knew. You know, one minute I could have no money, I'd owe money. The next minute I've got Rolexes, a truck, a Porsche, you know, it, it's literally going to different countries and stuff like that. And towards the end of that, I was gambling a lot. Um, what type? Uh, casino roulette. Right. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'd be like borrowing money or, and then, so it kind of, I could see it was starting to get a bit out of control. So when I got nicked, it was a blessing. It was, it's like, it was, I always knew I was going to jail. I always used to say, I would, I would never regret my life because I've had a brilliant life. So, because everyone gets caught in the end, no one gets away with it. But, you know, I was given it at the time that it was right for me when, because if I had gone in younger and done six months or a longer stretch, I'd have been in and out because mm. I wouldn't have been scared. Um, but it happened for the right time for me. So, um, yeah, it was just, I was working, but then I was gambling, I was still selling and stuff like that. So yeah, it wasn't, things wasn't great at the time. Like, so, and, and if I hadn't have been pulled into jail, I have no idea where I would have ended up. I do believe I'd have ended up in a lot of debt and a lot of trouble. Mm. So yeah. How did the arrest go down? Oh, so, um, <laughs> so yeah, so I, 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 again, this, this guy, he was, um, my Cody, he was, um, he he'd been in a uh, a known gang before. I didn't know any of this. I only found this out like Surprise. I knew he was a big man. <laughs> I knew he was someone not to be messed with. Do you know what I mean? I knew that, and I knew he hadn't long got out of um, jail. But yeah, cut a long story short, I went and picked up like seven key of class A, and he was under surveillance. As I pulled out of the, I didn't know obviously, but I, I pulled out the pub, and straight away this car come out this gut feeling and it was some old banger I don't even remember what it was but I remember it being nothing you would think was a police car or an undercover car and I had this gut feeling in my stomach and then I'll and then as it's gone to overtake me I'm like oh thank god for that I didn't have to take me box me in haven't they so they've like so one goes behind one yeah. comes in front of you and up the side so they caught me over there like over in the door. and obviously I'm, I'm thinking where's the where's the open door button because obviously they're smashing the car windows through my missus at the time was in the car they've dragged her out and I've just gone, look, it's on the back seat. Like, it's in a holdall. Like, you're not hiding it. You know, that's like, where's the dra-? Scream, but they've thrown her to the floor. And I've got, and I'm like, mm. I'm not, I'm not vicious. I'm not violent. I'm not violent. Sorry. Like, and they're sort of like, oh, like they sort of kind of threw back by it. But yeah, because they put it on the floor, I was like, listen, it's on the back seat. It's mine. Mm-hmm. Straight away, I was like, it's mine. Um, and then, yeah, straight down to Kingston Police Station in there for two days. And then we both got remanded. What was the holding cell like in Kingston? Um, they're all the same, aren't they? There's shit <laughs> bought, like you go insane. You've got no TV, shitty mattress. No clock. No clock. That's what annoys me when you go into a holding cell, that you've got no awareness of time. Yeah. Yeah. I starve myself when I get nicked. I've been nicked loads of times. I I'm take proud the piss. To say, I'm like, cup no. of tea, sandwich. No, cup see, tea, for me, because if I starve myself, it makes me tired and I sleep. Oh. Yeah, it makes me weak, so I sleep a lot. It's me having a dinner party. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it sounds stupid, but that's what I do because I know, like, I I can't mentally sit here. It's like torture. Like you just what, think. <laughs> what was the conversation like? Which one in the in the holding cell? 
Did you say it was you and your missus? Yeah, but we didn't oh. go in the same in the same. Um, you don't go in the same room. Like oh, you're separated okay. straight away, obviously, okay. because Did you get your own room. Um, yeah, so we we talk about the police station. Yeah, 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 yeah. you don't go in together because obviously I that's my code e now. Mm. So I could threaten her. I could say anything to her. She could threaten me. So you're you're separated. You don't see each other mm. um, again until like you're getting remanded. <laughs> Was she schooled in like police etiquette? No comment. <laughs> yeah, do you know what? It's funny because if I'm ever with someone, I always say, if anything happens, get a solicitor. Do what they say, um, and. She she did. I was quite surprised actually. She actually did, and <laughs> and she went no com- um, no comment. And obviously, in my interview, I I I turned around in my first one, and I said to him, "Look, it's mine. The guy I've met, I've never seen him before. Like it, you know. I've said, you know, I you know, I owed money. Um, it was just passed between the two of us. That's it. You know, like you know, saving him, but wanting to get her." out of it all because like, she's come up from a good family she's never been arrested before like it, you know so it's like fuck i've dragged You've but then i think bad influence yeah but then it's like you know again we were all adults aren't we we all make choices and and but i done everything i could because i didn't want her to be reminded so then the officer said to me well these two you two codies ain't talking so how do i know you're telling me the truth how do i know the drugs ain't her hers because obviously i'm sat in a car He's passed the hold all through her window and put it on her lap. And then she's like, looked at me. So he's flung it over the back seat. So it looks like it. I could have gone because the con, the contract phone I had was in her name. So I could have gone, it's nothing to do with me. Mm. She's asked me to take her to meet someone. I don't know. It's her phone. She's, she took the bag, not me. I didn't speak to him. I could have put the whole lot on her. Um, but obviously I'm not that kind of person and I'll, I'll take responsibility for my actions. And yeah. And then obviously, um, then they re-interviewed me. I just went no comment. Did just... they let her out? Then? So she, um, got reminded with me and then her, um, her parents put up 10 grand for a, a bail to get her out. And in, and then I done a deal because they had me on conspiracy and they also had me on dealing. I wanted to go for I wanted to go not guilty to conspiracy but guilty to dealing so I said if you drop all the charges on her I will take guilty on conspiracy which I did and it all got dropped on her in the end wow I didn't know you had to pay for bail in the UK yeah wow mm-hmm. I never had. yeah but you've got to be like a non-risk like at the end of the day you know I've said that in an interview the, the drugs are mine um, they're not stupid. They've looked at, they, you know, once they look into my history, I would never have got bail. I could have put up like 200 grand and they still wouldn't give me bail because I'm a massive flight risk and stuff like that. Mm. But when you look at her situation, you've got sort of no reason really to, to not give her bail. But yeah, she had, they had to put up 10,000. They get it back obviously when mm. it's thrown out. But so what was your day in court? That was long. That was a long... <laughs> do you know what? It was all long-winded because the first time we appeared in court, our solicitor hadn't been to see us. Um, so I didn't know any of my charges and I'm stood up and the judge is telling me, you know, you've got these... You've got like eight charges against you and all this stuff. And I'm like, what the hell? And um, my Cody, he's gone guilty straight away because he, he's still got a nine-year licence. So he wants it over and done with, you know? Um, and I've turned around and gone, I'm not pleading to anything. And then he's turned around and said, oh, and by the way, I can't deal with like both of you, um, because you're 
codes like i can't represent you both and i'm like i don't want you anyway mate like you've not even come to see us like why like i don't even so obviously i've got a bit arsy luckily the judge was really nice because she was like look i can see that you've not been spoken to by your solicitor um we'll give you like a month i can't remember if it's a month or two months to get a new solicitor um look at the look at the charges against you um and we'll still give you your third off so you can just go not guilty to everything now, but we'll still give you your third off because you have to go guilty at your first hearing plea to get your third off your sentence because otherwise, obviously, it goes to trial if you go not guilty. Um, uh, trial date was set anyway. This, So I got arrested at the end of June 2017. Our trial date was sent for like November, December time because um, obviously they just did that automatically because I went not guilty. Um, I got a new solicitor and she was spot on. She only like dealt with drugs only. Um, and yeah, so we, we basically, we got, then I ended up going to court again. Um, and then it got adjourned because of my code solicitor was off. So then it got adjourned like through till January in like, so we're talking nearly a year later. No, it's, it's, so yeah, this turned out to be about seven months, sorry, actually. And then I couldn't appear in court because I got the Aussie flu. I don't know if you remember that going around. Aussie um, flu. Yeah, it was killing people. It was back in 2018. They called it the Aussie flu as an Australian flu and people were dying from it. And they locked down our prison for two weeks. We wasn't allowed visits or nothing like that at all. Um, yeah, so I, I caught that. So I, 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 it was just as bad as COVID. I couldn't even lift my head off the pillow. Like I was wow. so ill. Um, so yeah, finally then, so then that got adjourned and then February, I finally got sentenced. Um, so that was a long waiting game, but because I had the Aussie flu, they didn't want me in court. So I didn't have to go and sit in a cell all day waiting to be sentenced. They'd done it via video link. So yeah, but that was long as well because they were trying to say, oh, because I didn't go guilty straight away, I wasn't getting my third off. And then I had to argue all of that. And yeah, it was, it, that eight and a half months was the worst bit of my sentence. And where oh, were you held during those eight and a half months? Uh, Bronzefield in Ashford. Okay. Um, yeah, because you don't know. It's the not knowing. Like, how long am I going to get? Yeah. <laughs> it, was a, it was a long time. Yeah, it felt like forever. But everyone used to say, rem- like, being on remind is the worst bit because you're just, you're waiting don't to know, get sentenced. Yeah, it's yeah. Your head, doesn't yeah, it? yeah. Yeah, it's horrible. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's not good. So in Bronzefield then, are you in with all unsentenced people or are you just... Remand and sentence. It's a mixture because it's a remand centre. It's a YO um, jail. So like 18-year-olds 18, 18 go there. Um, but yeah, it's a lot of remand. Single cell again? Um, single and doubles. So when we went in, um, we we landed up in a double. We didn't say that we was together. Um, so we got in a double, which were, well, I say it was fine. We used to argue all the time. It was just what, like, you and your ex missus or? Yeah, ex, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like. What, you got, you managed to wangle it? <laughs> yeah, we had, because you? your first night when you go in, you have to go in a single cell, um, because of suicide watch. They need to make sure you're not high risk. Um, cause if you're high risk, you get a single cell. And then the next day they like, they will grab anyone and they'll just chuck them into doubles because they need to fill the doubles over singles. So we went down to the office and said, look, we want to go in. Uh, we want to go in a double together. So that was fine. Did they know you were in a relationship? No, no, no. You kept it a secret. Because <laughs> when we went yeah. in, my friends that I'm still friends with now, um, Vessa, she's still inside. Um, she was like, you. The, she's the first person other than having your picture taken that you actually go in and see in this little room. She's chatting away and that, like asking how I'm feeling. And I'm like, 
So what are you like a prison counselor? She's like, no, I'm a prisoner. And I was like, shut up. So then she said to me, she like, give me the heads up. Look, don't mention you two are together. You won't be on the same wing. So obviously, you know, we had the heads up and um, yeah, so we landed up in a double. We just kept it quiet. People asked us. We was like, no. That must have been a sweet deal because you've got your, <laughs> your sort of girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you know what? Like I was still shook though. Like I don't know what. Do you know what it is for me? I don't do well with change. I have like meltdowns and it's the unknown. And the first night that I went in, all you could hear was screaming, kicking at the door all night, like screaming. You're thinking, what the hell? I'm in with some crazy people. And um, so it was like, oh God, what am I going to come out to in the morning? Um, And stuff like that. But yeah, it was like, I had a bit of home there. Like, when she was, when she went, it was like 50-50. I was so glad she had gone, so glad. But then it was my bit of home. So it was like, oh no. A um, couple of days you miss her. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and then the next thing you know, you know, there's like someone else like on your case and stuff. So it's like, yeah. What was uh, your daily routine like then? Um, so at first, oh, again, we didn't know nothing. Like it's prisoners that tell you everything. Um, I had no pillow. Um, they like didn't give a shit. They didn't get me a pillow or anything like that. I think I went 10 days without a, a pillow and it was a prisoner that got me one in the end. Right. Um, bad, th- bad. Yeah, it was, it was horrible because you, you're just like using whatever you've got there, like a towel or something in your room or whatever you can stick under your head. Um, but yeah, there was a girl that done like a meet and greet sort of thing, come and spoke to you. There was a prisoner and then you had the other one that was, um, she was a listener, which I become as well during my sentence, but she would come and they'd come and like check on us. I think they just sort of took a shining, shining to me and, um, not like in that way, but in that aspect, they come around and then she got on the case for me and like got me a pillow and stuff like that. If it weren't for her, I wouldn't, God knows when I'd have got a pillow. I don't have to still went out of someone's room when I got comfortable. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Um, but yeah, my daily routine. So, so at first you don't work. You've got to do your, your induction boring stuff um and then after like a week you end up being a wing cleaner I, I was in the gym so you'd have to go and spend like three and a half hours in the gym and like so it it was just boring because obviously nobody well wants to well I didn't want to train for like three and a half hours every morning um you know so sometimes we play like volleyball or badminton and stuff that was all right but again um, yeah, that the jobs weren't that great until you've been there a little while. Once you've been there sort of eight to 10 weeks and you could get a better job. And what was your first sign of trouble in there? Um, was there much? For, for me or for other people? Like, <laughs> start <laughs> um, at the beginning. Like... Okay, God. Well, so I remember when they just brought in the smoking ban. Oh, riot. <laughs> yeah. So there was this, there was this one girl, um, you're in the dinner queue and you get to see everything when you're waiting for your dinner. And, um, there was this one girl, you know, she was a bit of a rude girl, you know, um, sort of some people would be scared of her, some wouldn't and stuff like that. But that one girl said to this girl, have a couple of drags on the, what's left of this, go and give it to such and such. So anyway, this girl took the piss and give her like two two drags left of this rolly, and um, I next thing you know, like, and then th- this girl st- stood up. So 
this girl's took the piss with this like sort of gangster girl and and then this girl's just switched and gone oh, I don't care I'm sick of you fucking telling me and all this sort of stuff telling me what to do blah 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 and the next thing you know this girl's just gone boom and they're fighting like, they're proper like punching each other's heads in and that and like all the officers come running and like I got on a right with one of like the, the girl that was sort of like sort of gangsters I remember running up and looking at her going stop like stop like looking at her, like come on look at me like stop mm. so then she's like let go of this girl and then they've just yeah so obviously they got a nick in but it's just like proper punching each other's heads in over like a couple <laughs> of drags <laughs> on a rolly. crazy what it do yeah so Tawana was telling us about the women hitting on her but you're in a unique position as an undercover couple <laughs> How did you handle women hitting on you guys? Well, uh, she got out after two months. So okay. it, it, we kind of only just sort of got to know people um, and mm. it was a bit different. And so she'd gone. I mean, I didn't see anything. I, I don't, you know, people, I'm that kind of person. Unless you say, Fran, I fancy you. Like, I haven't got a clue. You know, we're all, you know, <laughs> can, like yeah, you can have <laughs> yeah. a, uh, you know, I'll have a flirt of a tree or something. You know? <laughs> you know, like, so if, if I, it's, it's banter to me. So if someone comes at me with stuff, it's a bit of banter. Um, so it wasn't really, um, sort of till towards the end of me being in my first jail, that I kind of started realizing, oh, God, a lot of people fancy me, but I did have one issue with one girl. Go on. God. <laughs> so this girl has come into this jail and I did, I was new. So my, cause she, as soon as my partner at the time had left, I ended it. Like, see you later. I'm not having a relationship with someone whilst I'm in here. Um, and this girl's come in. She's really loud, northern girl. She's got the be- the funniest personality ever. Like proper wild. She officers hated her. Didn't want her back in the jail. She's one that gets shipped around. Cause she'll bite officers. What? She attacks them. But I didn't hear all of these stories at first. So obviously, I thought she was a nice girl. Yeah. Well, she straight away. She's sitting on my lap. Bet she's just moved on my wing. Don't even know the girl. She's sitting on my lap. She's coming on to me. I'm like, just get off me. Like, get off me. But I'm a newbie. I didn't know if you kissed a girl, they think you're married. Oh. <laughs> so I thought, do you know what? I'll give her a kiss. So she'll leave me alone. I don't know what world I was living in. Like, come on, Fran. Like, who kisses someone and thinks they're going to leave them alone? It's going to, you know, it's going to make it worse. So that was it. So I thought, I need this girl to leave me alone. You know, I'm still fresh in jail. I'm finding my feet. Um, and yeah, so I mean, stupidly kissed this girl. That was it. She was obsessed Hooked. with me. Obsessed. And it got to the point where I literally pulled an officer aside one day and I said, sir, I was like, please, can you move me wings? Um, I said, this is the situation. I explained the situation. I said, please don't tell him I've asked to be moved. And um, he's come over to the, literally like five minutes later, me and this girl were stood by the gates on our wing and he's gone, you. And I'm like, me? And he's like, yeah. He goes, pack your stuff. You're moving after lunch. Oh, mate, this girl's, no, she's fucking not... I'll smash you with the tables. Why are you gone psycho? Why are you moving her? Right. And she, and he's like, because this is induction wing. She's been here over two months now. I'm moving her on. And that was the truth. That's normally what happened. She's going mental. Like I'll beat any of you officers that try and come and take her. And all this stuff. So they then had to, um, 
so we get locked in for lunch. So it kind of got left. So he just walked off. We get locked in for lunch. Anyway, they've gone and they fed everyone, put everyone's food into like little containers, fed everyone through the door so they could move me off the wing so she didn't kick off. So then I got this reputation. Oh, there's a fans and locked down the wing to move you, check you, G, and that like. <laughs> but yeah, that was like, that. and then she just wouldn't leave me alone telling everyone we was in a relationship and all this stuff what, like moved yeah she yeah she was around the, the, the thing is was her personality was brilliant she was so funny but she was oh, i don't want to like put a damage bit delusional do you know what i mean it was like come on like no like yeah she, she tried to get you guys to have the same cell together at one point or? no you she wasn't allowed because she was a high risk so oh. when what so was she in for um i think beat i don't know if it it was to violence anyway it was to do with violence it was beating someone up um because they tried to leave her you were probably yeah jesus (laughs) but yeah it was a lesson learned (laughs) it was definitely a lesson learned um yeah so that was a bit that was a bit crazy that was funny but crazy so any more crazy fun encounters (laughs) um so I think that, that what was about it. the women having relationships with the guards? Oh yeah. So there, oh, there's a quite a bit of it going on in mm. in the jet, um, in, especially in the first one I went in. Again, like obviously I I wasn't on the receiving end of it, so it's not like facts. But you know, some of these girls will tell a story, some don't. But there was this one officer that used to bring makeup, uh, not makeup, sorry, nail varnish in for the girls to paint their nails, and he used to say to certain ones like, "Yeah, that color will look good with your hand around my." cock <laughs> yeah and there was like you know other officers were like bringing stuff in there was women officers having relationships with women as well oh, um yeah bringing bringing um bringing in phones and stuff like that did they have to like go in the broom closet or something out <laughs> the way the cameras are well do you know what the madness was some these officers it's crazy like there was this one on one of the house blocks i lived in she would just come and sit in like the girls rooms get them to straighten her hair have coffee lay on the bed uh like honestly like there's just like with lucky landslots you can get lucky just about anywhere dearly beloved we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom sorry sorry we're here we were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The thing is, is if there's only a couple of officers on the wings, one will be the lazy one that sat in the office. The other one will just come in and sit, like, come and try and sit and chat to us and stuff. And sometimes I'll just be like, go away. Like, what do you want? Like, you'd be like, you're weird. And they're like, come. But then sometimes there'd be ones that you actually enjoy talking to because they're down to earth. They don't judge you and stuff like that. But yeah, it was just such a weird combination. You'd have ones that like looked 16 years old and were like this tall. Mm. And then you'd have like, yeah, it was just, it was, it was weird. My co defendant, a wild woman, was telling me about the female side in America. They were plaiting each other's hair. And um, <laughs> some females would get pregnant from the guards and what would happen and things like that. Did, did mm. you ever hear anything like that? Um, there was one story, I think, of um, a, a prisoner getting um, pregnant, but that was before I was in there. So, yeah, they get they normally get arrested. And What was the rumour? Um, that one guy had been sleeping with a girl and got her pregnant um, and that he got arrested, obviously, and she got shipped out of the jail. 
Did she have the baby? I, I don't honestly know. No. Yeah. Wow. I don't know. But yeah, you hear some mad stories. There's a, but a lot of corruption. When I moved to the second one, the girls used to say to me, like my best friend um, that was in the second jail, she'd been there a long time, you know, and she said, yeah, such and such was sleeping with such and such officers and stuff like that. But the way they are, like some of them would just sit and read you like people's penomis and stuff and tell you what they've been in for and then you'd have other ones that were strict and stuck by the book. And I loved them the most because you knew where you stood with them. Everyone was treated the same. And even though they're strict, you think, oh, God, they're on the fucking wing today. <laughs> but you knew where you stood. Like, you'd have one that would want to come and flirt with you one day, but then want to tell you off for the stupidest thing the next. And it's like, My no. Mind. So what sort of corruption did you see? Um, Officer-wise, I didn't... I heard of it I didn't actually see anything myself uh, like I said I heard about an officer sleeping because I think the prison caught wind of it but had no proof because this girl got shipped out um, and I knew so my one of my best mates in the first jail was best friends with this girl and obviously that's how she knew this officer started bringing in my friend weed and stuff and on um they have like a lock thing on the door they test it i don't really know what it was for but she'd open that at night time because at night time they weren't allowed keys to your room to your cells only the um what's the night staff called there'd be two officers that would walk around the prison and they're the only ones that had keys. So wing staff weren't allowed keys anymore because of them going in, obviously maybe raping a girl at a night time or having relationships with girls. So they couldn't get in the room at night time. So when she'd come on a shift, there's this little whole thing where they could have the key to open, just push like, uh, like a bag of weed through. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's factual. That's stuff like obviously that I knew because it was come from my friend, but what is that thing, uh, fishing? Did you ever go fishing? Oh, no. I heard, I heard they, uh, my friend, uh, she was from Russia, um, one girl, and she said that um, they, they used to do that in them, in the foreign jails. Like, they used to do, like put the things through and pull it across and stuff like that. But yeah. Passing. Yeah, yeah. not not here. Everyone just done it blatantly. They smoked <laughs> it on the wing. You, you know, they, you'd have to see people walking around like zombies and stuff. Spice. Like Spice, oh, yeah. It was bad. It was bad when I was in there. Um, yeah. were, you, were you not tempted? No. See, that's a weird thing is I'd um, I'd stop taking drugs. I mean, I, I think the coke was really bad up until I sort of hit my 30s. And then, you know, I might have a cheeky drink and a line, but nothing. It was weird. It was just like when I'm done with something, I'm done. So nothing tempted me, especially that stuff. Like it's like my my life was destroyed too much already. Um, when I went into jail, I, I kind of made that choice. It was like, right this is it now, like, this is it, I either close the door, because I was tempted to start selling in there myself, um, you know, and it was like, do I keep, try and keep a line outside, and that sort of stuff, and my dad come to visit me one day, uh, so I've sort of gone off track, but um, he, he come to visit me, and he said to me, I've never in my whole life seen my dad cry, and he started crying, and he said to me, I don't understand why drugs, he said, anything else because I don't care if it's fighting if you stab someone defending yourself he said but he said drugs ruined your life you know what it done to you so why would you want to do that to other people and he was crying and 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 I wounded him and and it was like wow like it touched me so I made that choice then that I was no longer gonna sell drugs or have it as part of my life so I made that decision then that 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 was it for me um 
and yeah just seeing the way that people was walking around as well like it was just like no I don't want to be a part of that I don't want to be giving people that and I certainly wouldn't want to be taking that I'll never forget one day being stood in the dinner queue and there's you can see in people's rooms obviously we're like queuing up like outside people's cells and stuff and there's this, my neighbor I'm like this girl lived next door and, and I'm looking and she's like she looking at me she arrives and she's like staring at me and I can see people surrounding her so I'm thinking like does she need some help like these people like and so I've gone over going what's going on what are you doing to her and then the next thing I'm known that I can see oh mate she's off her nut absolutely off her nut they're like she's done spies never taken drugs before in her life bearing in mind like this young girl got you know, I don't know. She was in there for terrorism. I don't know if she was dragged into it or, or you know, because she, she's young. So it's kind of like, was you in the wrong group or are you just nuts? You know, whatever. Um, but yeah, she's she's not okay. So anyway, they're like, get her to her room, get her to her room. And such and such said they're going to take her up. Anyway, they've left her to walk up these high flights of stairs. Something just said to me, now, Fran, follow her up. And as I've run up behind her, she's just literally dropped back into my arms. So, like, <laughs> it was like, she'd have just gone back if I hadn't gone behind her. Then the officer's seen, and he's like, what's going on? Are you all right? And I was like, she's not well. She needs to go to her bed. He's not stupid. He was quite a sound officer, but he was sleeping with a bird in there. He got sacked. Um, but he was all right. He, he was a, he, he generally cared about, well, I say that, but you know, <laughs> see with someone would just like, but, um, yeah, he, and then he kept looking at me, like, like looking in my eyes, like, are you all right? Are you all right? All right. Yeah. I haven't done nothing. I don't use, like, I'm all right. But yeah. And it, it messed her up. She used to say to me, she could hear the TV talking to her. She was paranoid, thought the whole wing was against her. She went from this, okay, this like normal ish, girl to absolutely just done like yeah it, yeah it just wasn't the same she wasn't the same when you when you say you're sleeping with a burden no dan i'm just trying to like where i was at there was a male prisoner who was <laughs> getting with a female guard you can have to tell but, me the story but now. you've got three people in the cell so you can't really do anything in the cell and she would take him off on cleaning duty and go somewhere out of the view of the cameras. Yeah. So how how would it be facilitated if he was, how you described this man sleeping with her? Because they can just go in. They can just go into the cell and just shut the door. Like, yeah. but it just, Wasn't the cameras it, coming down on the cell and stuff? Yeah, and but, off, walking but past like, or, it's just, it. that's how obviously they got caught in the end because obviously no one's going to sit and watch uh, record a footage yeah. of something unless something's been reported mm. so so they'd see him going in the cell on the camera the camera wouldn't show like what's going on in actually in the cell yeah it just shows yeah, the yeah, room yeah, does it no ca- yeah okay. so it just shows you down the landing they can't actually go like have any like it's I was illegal say, they, they wouldn't be able to have yeah. cameras in the cell so they'd the notice cell. him spending too much time in the yeah I think it got something to do with a phone I think he brought his phone in for her to use or something like that as well and that's how he got caught um, I'd left at this point. I knew something was obviously going on because you hear the rumours. Obviously, if we hear the rumours, the officers hear the rumours. Like, mm. So, yeah. And wouldn't you like hear what they were doing? Like the neighbours, wouldn't they hear what they were doing? You'd think so, but then it's nothing that a bit of music can't drown out. <laughs> Everybody's got their music Oh, coming. I forgot, because in America, it's all like headphones, you can't play music. Oh, no, no, yeah. yeah. You've got your stereos, your TVs. Oh, yeah, crank the music yeah up. that's it you know wow yeah <laughs> look at you <laughs> yeah so, so, yeah there was someone in your jail wasn't it who did a naked dance yeah so to entice the, I, had a, uh... I had a co-defendant <laughs> I had a co-defendant bad 
who was a cellmate of this person who was seeing the female guard. And he's telling me the story, and I'm looking at him in disbelief. I'm like, you're so full of shit, man. <laughs> and he says, no, like at, at midnight, just jump on your toilet, look out the window. And he he does a naked dance on his toilet, and she'll be looking and, and laughing at him down from the fishbowl. So like at midnight, I got up there, looked out, and she was looking. And he, you know, I couldn't see him, but I, could, you know, I knew what was going on. Yeah. <laughs> but what happens is, when you tell someone something like that, it spreads, and then the prisoners yeah. think, right, if I get rid of him, I, I've got a chance with her. Or they're just jealous, and they just want to uh, spoil it anyway because yeah, they're not getting it. any. Yeah. Is that is yeah. it the female side? Is oh, it? the female's horrific. Like, the jealousy, the envy, the, 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 the trouble that the girls want to cause for each other. Like, you can be best friends with someone and literally like they they will stab you in the back like I learned that a lot towards the end of my sentence as well like you you know you're not stupid you're in jail people aren't your friends but you do meet you know friends that I will I would have been and, and and still will be friends for life you know um so but it so, you know, I've got people that would come up to me nice as pie, like be, you know, like, oh yeah, Fran, da da da. And they'd be on my back, they'd be going like, like slagging me off or making up lies to an officer or something because I'm out doing my rottles and I'm doing well for myself or I don't fancy him or I didn't say hello one morning. It's the girls are so bitchy. It's unbelievable. Um, so yeah, you can't, if you've got something good, you need to keep it to yourself. Keep it to yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it, otherwise you, you can't even tell your so-called best mate in there. Cause you were the level headed one then. You weren't, you were sober. You said, did you find that like people with dramas were coming to you to try and settle the dramas or? Um, I used to get called the voice of reason. Like, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So, because I was someone that I never judged. Like, obviously, there's certain crimes I didn't want to know about. Um, but uh, as in, I didn't. It didn't matter to me if you was a geek, if you was black, if you was white, if you was gangster, if you was whatever the hell. I just seemed to get on with absolutely everybody, and I'm not judgmental. Obviously, I, I with certain crimes, yeah, I feel a type of way, but. Other than that, as a person, I don't have an image. I don't have stuff like that. So I would just get on with everyone. So then, you know, if there was an argument or if I felt someone was bullying someone or something, then I, I would have something to say um, and, and people would tend to sort of listen to me. Did you meet any? I don't know how, what you, yeah. You're going to have to cut this out if I say it wrong. <laughs> Can I use the word sex offenders? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you meet any sex offenders? Oh, yeah. Like, I, oh, some of the people that I've been in, inside with, some of the stories were horrific. You know, I'd, I'd sit there and when I was in the first jail, um, people, I didn't know anybody or what anyone was in for. I'm not someone that's going to go and ask you about your business. I, I'm not interested. I'm just here to do my sentence. Got myself a really good job. Um, and I wanted to support women in, in the jobs that I'd done. So I would have to then, go and so I was a recovery mentor at first and a, and a trained listener for, by the Samaritans so we'd support prisoners so I would go and work with women that were in recovery so obviously it was good for me I had experience um, and you'd have like one-to-ones with them and stuff like that so you'd go all over the house block I had a- access to walk all over the jail um, and you'd go somewhere and then you'd be sitting with me and you and we'd have our little one-to-one and I'd make my notes and stuff and then someone would go oh you know, she's done like such and such. I'm just like, no, don't tell me. Like, don't tell me. Is this my job? Like, don't tell me. Um, and I've 
so we've been in there with um i was in there with someone that used to make their children eat dinner off the floor like dogs um a woman that used to make her children do sexual things to her um the woman that killed her six kids in a fire with her partner i remember that she one. was my neighbor um what? yeah i didn't i didn't in the first prison i was in she was my next door neighbor um there were so many sex offenders or kitty killers um and you know what the the madness is is i've done inductions as well um so you meet and greet people that come into the jail straight away and some of them come in with such attitude such attitude like their shit don't stink like they've got no remorse for what they've done um and yeah it's tough it it's it it's tough to even have to be sat in the same room as someone like that do you not want to just go over there and literally like if i don't know and someone tries to tell me i'm like please don't like you know i i don't i don't want to know because it makes it tough and and my my journey was about supporting other women and and trying to help other women um and luckily i never had to have a call out as a listener with a sex offender or anything like that or ever have to because as a listener you cannot judge anyone so if someone wants to call you in and tell you about their crime you can't say a word and it was a tough choice to make choice to make um it was really tough but it was how I wanted my journey to go and, and I and I um yeah I'm very thankful that I never had to because I don't know how I would have reacted if I'm honest I really don't but um yeah it, it, they get protected this is the crazy thing so it's like they would go on like a good wing like um and and but officers they they would they they would kindly tell you they'd like do you know what such and such is in for and stuff like that like some of them used to tell us like the crimes um that that they was in for um but if in the second jail if they managed to go to main block and they'd been on the news the girls would beat them up the girls would get to them good uh there was one girl she was joked she'd always go for like for like the sex offenders all the kiddie killers and she'd yeah she'd she'd get hold of them yeah <laughs> bless her <laughs> and then they'd just then they'd go off down to j-wing where they all are it's like a whole house block full of them oh. and they all think you see them walk around the courtyard and they all think they're like something but if you come up to main block like you wouldn't you your attitude would be knocked out of you um yeah what are the officers like with them um just some of them some of them would treat them different like yeah. purposely you know like wouldn't be helpful um and we used to say to them like how do you deal with that and they'd just be like well, if you haven't got a choice it's our job shit but the worst thing is is you only hear certain stuff we've got in-depth detail like mm. on their penomis and stuff so but then again, the officers get to go home. You've got to be with them full yeah, time. Yeah, exactly. You've yeah. got to, you know, you, you've chose to do a job of, and, and you know, you've got to be professional and stuff. Like you say, you go home, but you know, when you sit and you know, someone's sat at a table over there and they've done this to their kids and stuff, it's just like, it's just twisted. Like you're ill, you're ill. <laughs> so you finally get your day in court how long did you get sentenced for um, and what was sorry we'll go through the day no that's right so I got 11 years but they took my third off in the end so it was seven years four months I served three years eight months okay. or in total yeah so I served just under four years 
So what, what was what was the worst thing you ever saw handed out? Um, beat up, violence. Um, I didn't see it. Um, I saw like the aftermark of someone had a a burnt face for they used to put the boiling water with sugar in it. Yeah, I've heard about that yeah, recently quite just, a bit. Just over money, just over what money is it owed. Called? Jugging. Jugging. Yeah. Yeah. Over drug debts. Yeah, just over a tenner or just being gobby to each other. Um, but I think like the worst fight was probably that one I told you about earlier. Like it, you know, it was quite heavy handed, but I didn't see. I didn't see a lot because I always worked to be on like resettlement wings. So you had to be good. You had to be, it was a privilege to live down there. Like we weren't locked in. Our doors were were never locked. They couldn't lock them. We was allowed out of our rooms till 10 o'clock every night. Um, so it, it, I didn't see a lot of it. I always worked on just keeping my head down. I knew what I wanted to do. I wanted to get out, do my rottles and just, be, behave like so I didn't see a lot of the, the fights violence what about high profile serial killers Rose, Rose West that <laughs> yeah. kind of thing I think she was there just before I got was there she? yeah um, Joanne uh, Joanne uh, I pronounced it right Denahay Oh, Dana, hey, oh yeah. my God. Christopher yeah. Berry Dees told me about this one. Yeah. Jen's not familiar. Can you run, run the, the Dana hey story down? Yeah, so she just went, she, okay, so she's the, I'm sure it's the second or third woman in the country to never be released from jail. Like, she'll never be released from jail. Um, she went on a killing spree, basically. Didn't she recruit Men, women, kids? a man? Was it like a giant guy? Do, do you know what? Things? Like, I, I knew Joe in there. Like, we we spoke. It started from a bit of banter because I used to get... People used to think I looked like her. Um, <laughs> yeah, and do you know what? I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, yeah, she did this, she did that, because that, that that's just what they say. The media. Um, yeah, and, I, and, and, you know, at the end of the day, all I do know is it just started out debt collecting. Um, and what happened happened and, and that's her story that she likes to and wants to keep very private. Um, what allegedly happened? Um, so she went out and I think it was seven people she attacked, but I think three died. Um, you have to quote me on that. I think that's, but, but she's a notorious serial killer basically. Yeah. 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 And, and the media, um, perceived her as loving it and, and that's what she went out you know she got she got a kick out of it and stuff like that um, but what was she actually like it's just like a, 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 a human being do you yeah. know what I mean like like I said I you know I, I would never sit and repeat some conversations we had but it's not I'm not sitting here saying she told me exactly what happened but there was little things that you know she did say but I remember saying to her one day like you know you, she said to me oh um she goes, it's annoying when people try to sort of bumlet me because of who I am, because of, you know, and I, and she said, or, or get scared of me or whatever. And I said, no, I said, the thing is, is like, <laughs> I was like, you know, you, 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 I'm in here with loads of murderers. You're no different, but you just killed a few more. You know, you went, <laughs> you went a bit happy sort of thing, but there's nothing. If I'm not scared of one murderer, I'm not scared of you, you know, like, did she get much fad mail? Oh yeah, I heard she got loads of fan mail. Yeah, that, that some stuff she wasn't even allowed. Apparently, this is not through her telling me. This is through other prisoners and stuff. Yeah, my mate used to work in reception, and they'd see like stuff coming in, and yeah, she'd get a lot of fan mail. What like positive or uh, both? Both. Yeah, yeah. Or yeah. some of the women really afraid of her. Um. Yeah, it was just because of her thing, but she she wasn't someone that would 
bully anybody. She wasn't someone that would, you know, like it, she was just Joe. But that, but because of her big storyline, obviously vulnerable people are naturally going to be scared of someone like that. But, you know, you got to remember that you could be sat talking to four murderers there. You know, if someone kills someone, they kill someone like they're, it, that's in them to do that. So you don't need to be afraid. She wouldn't give off a perception that people needed to be scared of her. Did all. she say why she went on her spree? Um, no, not no, not really. Like, um, like I said, I don't really want to comment because I feel, from what I can gather, her thing's very private. And if she wanted to sell her story, she could have sold it in a heartbeat. And I think that you know, I could be wrong, but she might like that. I think that's what she likes about it is that she holds all the cards. Mm. So that makes sense. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't sit and repeat anything that she had said to me. No, sometimes life is like that they're the most adapted to the system and they're like quite um reasonably behaved because they're just getting on with it yeah like when they first come in they make kick off and stuff so was she just like settled into a routine accepting that she's going to do never get out yeah she was um she was in i think because obviously i heard about her before before um i'd actually met her and she was in uh what's it called segregation for four years they obviously because it was such a big thing um they wanted to keep her there then they integrated her back into like the prison and she would sort of go back and forth you know it, like if she had enough she'd sort of go back to to segregation i guess if you've lived in there for four years you're kind of like being around a lot of people can be it's a lot anyway um you know and and all the madness that goes on but yeah she just she'd go to the gym you know she just it, it, from what i can gather you know it is what it is um and you the, again this is not what she said but there was rumors that she stood and said if you let me out i'll do it again Oh. hence why she wasn't allowed out and like i said that was not her that told me that that was Someone the rumors else, yeah. i heard when i got in there um you know she doesn't kill women or kids um again that's what you hear about her you know um and stuff like that but yeah i remember i went for a visit one day and the officer was like you look like has anyone told you like joe and i'm like who's joe like jojo and she's like it's the eyes and I was like, no, cheers for that. <laughs> anyway, and then someone come up to me and they was like, I hope you don't mind me saying this. I was like, what? This was like real in a short space of time. I was like, I thought you was Joanne Dennehy the whole time you was here. And I'm like, she goes, until someone said to me, no, that's Fran. And then someone shouted, Joe. And then like, obviously I've, I've turned around. They're like, I'll realise I wasn't. And, I, and that's how we started talking. I was like, God, everyone keeps saying I look like you. I've got your eyes and that. So we make a joke like of being like twinny and stuff. Um, yeah. You know, and then that's when you just realise, oh, fucking hell, she's just, all right. Some people might not say, that, you know, she's human, but she's human, you know. She's, she's just, if you didn't, if I didn't know, I would just think she's just the same as everybody else, you know. So any other famous killers? Um, criminals I think there's a few people that have been like I said there was the one the girl the woman that killed all her kids in the what fire what was her name I can't remember um, I was it an insurance job or something yeah that's yeah I the never remember control James. yeah that's it Phil, Phil, Phil and Lou, yeah. Louis Louis Den- I can't remember was uh, it husband and wife involved in that was it well they were Mrs and Mr yeah they? yeah and they I think they did aim to get the kids out, didn't they? But yeah. it all just went horribly. But why would you do wrong. it? With the, well, why would you yeah, stop? But why would you do it when your kids were in there anyway? Like, box, like, you know, yeah, yeah nah. Oh. Sorry. 
<laughs> Sorry. That's all right. Um, yeah, there was an, um, a few that have got like high profiles that have been on the news um, that had, their, her and their partners had killed their kids and stuff. Um, yeah, yeah, there was, there was a few because it was, yeah, it's just mixed, Joe. There's so many different crimes in there. Yeah. Especially in the remand one because it, it's a cat A, um, they keep high profiles. So like when they um, ship Joe out, I'd left at that point, but they'll do a swap for swap. So they'll bring in another high profile from another jail and um, send her out. Wow. So in America, then you get certain status determined by what crimes you've committed. So like armed robbers might be quite high up or cartel bosses might be quite high up. <laughs> is there a status hierarchy in the female prison system in the UK? No, all it is, is you're a high risk you're high risk and low risk, that's it. So if you're in for violence, even if it's fighting, um, you'll be high risk, which means you're not allowed to double up. Because obviously you're at risk of beating up your pad mate. Um, if you're a murderer or a terrorist or a kiddie killer or a sex offender, you'll be a high risk. Are there many female terrorists? Yeah, there was Is a there? lot. Yeah, mm. quite a lot. Yeah. Uh, they say that a lot of women are in prison because of men. Is that the case for the female uh, terrorists? I think... I th- well, that's what they say, isn't it? But I don't think I'll it's... have no fury than a woman's scorn. You know, like <laughs> people holding guns, holding drugs, things oh, like that. Oh, in that kind of aspect, yeah. yeah. I thought you meant the terrorism. Sorry, yeah, because I think they like to blame the partner, don't they? But you know, with that kind of stuff, I don't know. But yeah, so many, so many um, women. It's actually really sad because um, you know that they're in with the gang, gang boyfriend, and then they hold the gun and the drugs, and yeah, they're doing some bird in there. Which brings mm. us to Tawana then, because she had guns, <laughs> didn't she? Yeah. yeah. How did you bump into her? Um, so I done, so when I moved to the second jail, I done a wrapped course, um, which is, they call it the 12 Steps Out Here um, program. And she was a mentor on the group. So I, I was on it. I'd done this course for like 12, 14 weeks. Um, so yeah, so that's how I met her. And then I ended up moving down to her house block. And then to the last bit of our sentences, we ended up living on the same landing. Yeah, we used to party together all the time. We'd have a, <laughs> we'd have association room. And, um, so it was quite big. It had a pool table, sofa, widescreen TV, fridge, microwave. We'd have a George Foreman in there. Um, and we'd party. So when it was people's birthdays, we'd cook up curries. We could buy anything oh. in there and we'd make, mad food really good food in the microwave she's really good fun isn't she <laughs> yeah she's yeah. she is she is a good girl um we uh and so we'd like put on the music you know then everyone, and then we'd like dancing and stuff and then i'd go off and get the mop and we do like the mop. what is it the, what's it called <laughs> where you go under it is it mumbo no what's um, it called limbo, limbo. limbo that's limbo. it yeah <laughs> mumbo. limbo yeah <laughs> and we'd be doing that, that and like the music would be pumping the officers <laughs> would be coming over J wing like this is all like the sex offender wing they're complaining because they can hear your music Turn it up. yeah so we would and we'd just be like go away it's like my birthday we're partying like <laughs> and we'd get cherry aid and they'd do um coffee shots with cherry aid um so they like everyone would be like hyper but all, all on coffee <laughs> <laughs> e-numbers so yeah me and twana used to like have a mess around like not like that like i no. said like have a laugh and stuff we'd have parties and stuff together yeah or a lot of prisoners on meds um yeah to be fair a lot a lot um all different um uh, th- do you know what in the first child the amount of mental health Oh, it was, it was awful. Um, the, so you've got people that are on meds for, for mental health. You've got 
depressant you've got methadone you've got all different kinds of meds um yeah it'd be like a riot at med time like your queue and stuff like that people pretending to mouth yeah all the time yeah 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 i don't know how they got away with it but they'd like pretend to like swallow their meds and then they'd come back and sell it yeah yeah i've heard of that one. yeah loads yeah loads of girls used to do that what other hustles were going on in there um people would phones Drugs, the little phones. Yeah, little. My well, one of my pals, they had a little smartphone. What like, touchscreen? Li- yeah, you could go on the internet and stuff with it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was, tattooing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. In the first jail, there was one girl that did tattooing. Yeah, they'd. Um, Have you had any of yours done there? No, no, no. no. They're not that good. But um, <laughs> it's like they'd be a the needle. needle. They'd yeah. get a needle with um, black paint. They'd nick Into paint. Ink. Yeah, but they didn't get that. It, they'd use actual black paint. Like from so like if someone was working in arts or something they'd nick black paint and is that not a bit toxic if it goes in <laughs> so spice <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah so yeah there, yeah there's a lot of madness so would someone have to watch out for the guards while the yeah but then was going to on? be honest like it sometimes the guards were nosy as hell but other times they they're just so lazy it is Ryan here and I have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. They can't be bothered to like walk up and down the wings, or <laughs> as far as if they've got an easy wing that's quiet, they're happy they're happy like they'll let you get on with it and sometimes it was nice like just leave us to it we're not we're not really causing any drama was did you a... have a tool in there of any sort i doubt you did no no, no. <laughs> not really. i was trying just to be one of those yeah. general questions <laughs> yeah no was there no. a cold word if like a guard was doing a walk because where i was at if one guy came in and one guy was doing a walk Someone would yell, one time. If two guards came in and were doing a what, it'd be like two time or three time. Oh, no. Yeah. We'd, um, so we'd like, if we was in each other's rooms after night time, so say if I was at the front of the, the, the facing the office, like, so if someone opposite would be like, right, we'll go in my room and we'll look out my window. So you, because in where I lived at the end, the office was like the other side. So we'd see them walking over. They couldn't get in any other way. Um, or, or someone would stand at the top of the land and pretend to get hot water and they would just go like, friend, like, but you know, they'd give you a heads up or something like that. <laughs> was self-visiting prohibited? Yeah. After nine o'clock, after nine o'clock, we wasn't allowed in each other's rooms. We're not, we wasn't allowed our doors shut, um, in the rooms either. Would you if you had someone else in there, sorry. If so, if, if I had you in my cell, we have to have the door open. And then after nine o'clock, you had to be either in the association room till 10 um, or in your room. Would people get caught frequently? Not really, no. No, no just, just always one step ahead of the game. And, and at the end of the day, they wasn't allowed to enter your room. They didn't have keys at a night time. So it was only, I can't remember what they were called now. They had a special name. It wasn't Warden. It was something, but they would walk around at night time and they were the only ones that, like I said, that would have a key. So if I got called out at three in the morning to go and do a listener call, um, they would lock us in a cell to do the call. But if we were finished and we'd call, we could be waiting an hour in the bloody room for them to come and let us out. So 
was what was the food like? Do you know what? It was all right. Was it? It was all right in the second jail. I, I, um, in the first one, it wasn't that great and the canteen was quite crap. But in the second one, I, I got on with people. So like, they'd like, Fran, Fran, I'd come back from the dining hall with containers of food. They'd load me up all the time. Um, and then obviously we could cook so much food until we got locked down in COVID. We could cook and the stuff you could buy on the canteen was out of this world. What was your favourite items on the canteen list? Pepsi Max. I'm an addict for it. <laughs> you still like it now? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm terrible. I, I, I think I got because I used my mate's phone. I took pictures. I was like, before I leave, I want to use your phone. I want pictures of myself. I think I got a picture of like stack, cast stacks. And it's, uh, I used to put money in other people's can um, in their in their account, like outside, they'd put it in, and I'd be like, my best mate she's passed now sadly but in there she didn't really have money sent in so i'd go like right i put 25 in like you have seven pound 50 of it and then she'd get me whatever i wanted on canteen because you could only buy a certain amount of stuff what would 20 quid get you in there um quite a lot it wasn't too bad um you could get like pepsi max was like 50p a can bargain Mm, and you was allowed like i think six or something yourself something like that six or eight like then you couldn't buy anymore so everyone used to in covid it got restricted and honestly i'd have like about eight girls come to me here here's a bit like and we'd like do i'd buy them two pounds worth of whatever and then they would like get me two pounds worth of pepsi max and stuff so you could get a lot though you'd get like all fruit veg onions garlic all seasoning pasta spaghetti passata sauce um tuna uh, salt fish flour like i, I don't flour I, flour bacon yeah we used to make they used to make dumplings and stuff the girls oh. would cook up um curries and and stuff like that I, i've still actually got one of my canteen sheets i brought it out with me um of all the stuff on there because i don't think anyone truly can, understood no. yeah wow. were, were people running their own shops um if you went into my room, you would think I was a drug dealer because <laughs> I used to put money in people's account and I used to stock up and I would have so much food, so much chocolates. But there would be girls that would sell stuff and then they would pay them in canteen. So their rooms would be full of everything, like a shop. And um, was it was it run like on a two for one or a three for one? Or? <laughs> uh, do you know what? No one really... No, the fake double bubble, not the yeah, double bubble. They so wild. they did that up in main block. They'd be like, "If you borrow one, we want two back." Yeah. Um, and if they were, re- if someone was really desperate and they were assholes, I'd be like, "Well, you can have one. I want a box of three back." So they'd have to pay back like three for that one. Um, yeah. So that went on a lot up at main block, but down on our wing, people would just lend people stuff and nice. you pay it back. And that was it. It was like a little family. Aww. Like, yeah, it literally was. I mean, don't get me wrong. You had the backstabbing and all that stuff, but come on, you've got 40 odd women on a wing. They all have periods. Mm. You know, we are bitchy anyway, some of us. So you, you, you can't, you know, but it, when you really needed people, they were there. Um, and, and the parties and the fun we had. And the, I've had the best Christmases in there. <laughs> even in lockdown, I think was one of the best Christmases I had. Even though we weren't allowed out of our rooms, we all sat on the door in our doorway. We was allowed to sit, um, all main block and that were locked in because they, they weren't allowed their doors open. But we sat on our, our hallway and we all chipped in the whole top landing. <laughs> we cooked food in our kettles because we weren't allowed oh, hours. What, what did you make in your kettle? Spaghetti and like curries. But it'd take forever because you'd be boiling, just like frying up the onions and, and and garlic in the kettles. And bearing in mind they're like this big because um, they blow the electrics. 
and it'd take hours and hours and you'd like so we yeah we make all different kind of foods so we'd prep it all um and we all chipped in and, and had a big feast Christmas day put the stair on the land in <laughs> and it yeah and it, it was just a brilliant atmosphere everyone was just happy and stuff like but well, didn't you get this occasional person who would arrive and upset the apple cart and you'd have to run them out <laughs> uh, yeah there was always one moody bitch on something like yeah or always like cussing someone else and it's just like just leave it like you just don't why are you so worried about what they're doing and what they're not doing and yeah they'd always there'd always be someone that's got to put someone else down and yeah you know don't get me wrong i had a bitch about people call a human don't get me wrong but you do it to your best power you don't stand on the landing and give it all f in this and f in that and did you have a strategy for getting rid of people like that um <laughs> well I, I we all some of us would get on well with the officers and stuff like that so they they would start being on the same level because if they're an irritant to us they are to them you know because all that whining they're going and doing it to the officers as well so yeah they would just they would get to the point where they'd threaten them to you know if you've got like move if you don't like it or you know we'll give you negative ieps you get three you kicked off um and stuff like that but what the next prison story was yeah. the secret. Yeah. How you came about the book The Secret, Wonder okay. Brides. Have you read it? Yeah. 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 So yeah, how it changed your life. Yeah, so um I'm in the first jail I was in, um I kind of just like hit a low and stuff. Like I got really, really down and it was it was like shit, I I you know, I, I've gotta go back out to a life like that uh, I've lived a life of crime for like 20 odd years so I got to go back out to this new life and it was like I wasn't really sure of what my purpose was I never I didn't really like have yeah I just I hit a low basically anyway and I told my friend about it and she was like read this book <laughs> and I was like I don't read I've never read a book in my life like even at school I pretend that I read a book and I hadn't <laughs> like I, I I'm that person that'll read into four sentences and my head's thinking about what's for dinner or something I can't focus but um she was like brand like trust me read this book and I was hooked and it was hard for me to concentrate but I took it in and I read it about four times um literally um and it just changed it, my whole way of thinking and I'd have like this little I do I can't remember what I can't remember what I did. I did like a little test of it. You know, it says like, oh, think of something and if you want it, you'll get it. And um, and I was like, right, I need to, I need to move jails. And like, like I've said to you before, you know, I'm, I'm meltdown moving a wing. Like, you know, I, I can't deal with change. And I was like, I know like, I asked, the, I remember asking the universe, like, please let this be for, for, for the best sort of thing. Um, and I'll never forget, like, I was like, oh, do it, OMU, move me. They tried to keep me there. Um, the managers of recovery, nobody, they was like, why are you going? I said, I don't want the jail to ship me out. I want it to be my choice, but you're on a hold. Your jobs hold you. Like, this is crazy. Why are you going? And I said, because I'm not happy. Like, I'm, and they, in the end, they respected it. And, uh, uh, and I moved. And on the day that I moved to, three of my really good friends were on the same bus moving to the same jail as me. <laughs> so they shipped them out. Yeah. yeah. And then I ended up doubling up with my mate. All right. You know, she done spies and she was naughty. She was a bad girl, you know, one of them. What like, was she in for? Uh, drugs. Drugs. Yeah. Um, uh, she, she, do you know what? She wanted to get, she wanted to get clean. She did, but she just wasn't ready. And I think that that's, that's in everyone's point. You know, like I, I am, a recovering addict so I know you know you've got to be ready 
you know, unfortunately she just wasn't. But um, yeah, we moved and it was the best thing that ever happened to me. As I was saying earlier, I'd done a course um, that I met Tawana on, um, done a lot of self-work on myself. I dealt with my um, my friend Haley's death and stuff like that. Um, I learned so much about myself. Um, I remember sitting there one day and I just started crying, this, this counsel I'd done. And then, because they was explaining the mind, this triangle thing. And it, and, and it was like, I just broke down crying. She was like, what's, what's wrong? What's wrong? I was like, I, I, I thought I was the only fucked up person. I thought I was the only one. I thought I was the only one with a crazy mind. I didn't know this was a thing. I didn't know it was a thing. I didn't know it was real. Like, and obviously that's part of like being an addict and, and learning about how your mind works and then working with the secret, the power and the same process, the magic. It was powerful. It was really powerful for me. <laughs> the first time I manifested something. This is actually so prophetic. I didn't do like a jail move jail. <laughs> I manifested one of my ex-boyfriends to bring me a chicken drumstick round it worked yeah, yeah. it's mental so I wish I'd gone for something bigger now <laughs> you can you can keep going uh, yeah you know, it never stops does it you just gotta you just gotta believe literally and it's mad you know some people are like that book's poison it's like this that and the other but it's like a religion isn't it you, mm. you know you can have your belief and, and that's it you respect each other's belief so did you find jail easier from that point do you know what like yeah, mentally in in myself, definitely. And I walked into this jail and it was like, it was, I, I, you know, girls coming up to me like, oh, you know, I, I want to get with you. I want to get with you. And I, it was, it was a bit mind blowing. It was like. What, you were manifesting relationships? No, they, they were just coming. They were just co- like, the girls were coming to me. And obviously being outside, like. I never had confidence about myself and I used to think people were with me because of the money or the cars or, you know, where what I could do for you or stuff like that. I never really thought people were with me for me. I never realised what people ever saw in me. So when you go to jail and you can't offer any of that and someone's looking at you and saying you're hot, like, it's like, oh shit, like... It kind of grew my confidence and I grew as a person, you know, did I get a little bit cocky inside? Of course I did, you know, not in a malicious way. It wasn't, it wasn't like that. But then, you know, and I, I met my partner that I'm with now. So yeah, it was What's it was the amazing. etiquette of dating in jail? Um, <laughs> it was tough because I met my partner. I was doing induction. So I meet and greet the women that come into the prison and I met her, um, through her coming in. She'd got shipped out of another jail and she come through. And, and I remember like looking at her thinking, oh, I'm in trouble. Mm. I knew, you know, when you just know, like you meet someone and you're just saying, oh, she's, she's like, like, I don't, not quite, you don't sort of look at them and go, they're the one, but you know, you're in trouble. So, um, yeah, and we was on different house blocks. So she used to try and say to me, you know, come on, come, come move on house block two. And I'm like, I can't. I'm, I'm, I'm a good respected prisoner. Like, you know, I'm not going to give up my shower in my room to come and live on here. And I don't know, you know, I don't know anything about you, but we connected straight away because she lost a friend and she had guilt over that. And we just had this and we were like home and she got shipped out and moved to this other jail. Um, and I was going to, I wanted to go and follow her. And we, we, I was being, first of all, I was speaking about going, I was being held for a course. Um, but then I got out of that and then we hadn't spoke for a couple of weeks and I was quite glad because it was my choice to go for me and not like, not because of her. So anyway, cut a long story short. And then it was a bit messy when we got there because obviously people were coming to me. We didn't 
the the same vibe wasn't there it was all weird um and then we had it sort of like on and off and then I when we was okay like I would go up and then I'd go and pretend I'm doing like doing a walk or whatever to see uh, people and I'd sneak in the cell for like 20 minutes but then I'd be like a little nervous wreck I'm getting sacked (laughs) and she'd be like what's wrong with you like come on like like you know but I you get away with it did she tell you her story or is that something you not you can't yeah no, um yeah no um basically it was it was for fighting um you know out a few drinks someone gets like mouthy and starts on her and she's not someone that you know she doesn't she's just she holds her own and i love that about her you know like she doesn't you know she won't take shit whereas i'm someone that would rather walk away than fight not because i can't fight i don't want to like but she you know but she's fiery you know like I said and that's something that I do love about her um so she got a couple of years um she got out before me um and waited the whole time in lockdown for me so when you was in the beginning it was like undercover yeah is this undercover this this woman now you found the love of your life but you have to hide it no 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 we're out we're our families know we're like no i mean oh, in the sorry. prison oh in the when prison sorry met. god yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 of course yeah oh my god yeah no like it like you're not allowed relationships in jail like you're not allowed them and especially for me to be like you know she's gobby like you know and 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 so for me to be involved with a prisoner that's naughty and i've got a pass to walk around the jail because i'm doing a, a really respect for respected job um it's like i would have lost my job were people suspicious yeah like people um officers weren't some officers used to make a joke like she'd pass a a love letter through the window and and then be like fran come on like god's sake you can't take you anywhere sort of thing like you know and have a laugh but um not really because i didn't abuse it that much i was too scared to if i'm honest did anyone try to come between you two um yeah yeah like yeah they did and and it was like that and and you know and I did stuff to like not like cheat stuff but I did stuff you know to upset her and stuff anyway you know I wasn't perfect and no one really is but it's yeah any relationship people try and get in between or people try and sleep with people's partners it's it's just like a uh, I don't know, like, what, like a, not a sex fetish, but like everyone <laughs> seeks with everyone. Like it's it's mad. It's like you know, someone will split up with someone, and then they'll be with someone's best mate the next week, and and then they'll split up and go back with who they was with before. And it's so like it's proper light orange is the new black. Y- yeah, probably worse than that. Wow. <laughs> like yeah, it's crazy. It's Ooh. crazy. Yeah. It, that dog's on heat, like <laughs> literally, <laughs> like yeah. <laughs> it's wow. mad. Because when I spoke at Send, it's like I could see like what I thought were couples in the audience. That was your second prison, was it? Send, Send was, yeah. yeah. I could yeah. see what I thought like were couples in the audience. Are you saying that that's got to be hidden or can like... So, it, uh, no, oh, so actually, sorry, um, tell a lie. You can have a relationship in there, but you have to justify it. It has to be signed off that it's a healthy relationship that say that one of them won't make each other self-harm um that it's not a bully kind of relationship and you're not allowed to live um on the same wing if i'm correct 
So you could only meet on like association time. But I think some girls did live on the same. Yeah, you're not supposed to live on the same wing because then you can have sex because you're not allowed to have sex in jail. If only they applied that to the outside world. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone would be committing crimes. (laughs) (laughs) So there's an advantage to declaring it, but then you can't consummate. If I'm honest, you're a mug if you declare it. because You are not having a relationship. No. You got your love letters and a kiss on your twenty minute like exercise. That's if you go out at the same time. Some like some jails. So, so yeah. over my years of incarceration, I received a few love letters, and um, men or women, <laughs> men, <laughs> men. Yeah, yeah. What would they say? So one guy he said he saw me like the sun was rising and I was doing my yoga and he saw the sun coming down through my. <laughs> <laughs> This is how it started. Yeah. But then it, it it was like, you know, don't tell anyone I've sent you this. I'm serving life. <clears throat> After you go so many years, you know, without the company of a woman, you need the company of a person. <laughs> and then he started to go on about his oral skills. And, you know, we'll just arrange a time in a room when, oh, wow. you know, I'll, I'll, I'll show up in your cell at a, when everyone's at recreation. And you weren't tempted. No, no, no. <laughs> but that was, I'm just hating the comments. <laughs> the only time, there was a trans prisoner who cut both of them off and yeah. looked, looked like a woman under perfume and everything. That was the only time in my head I was thinking, wow, there is, you know, a possibility. But I didn't go there because I had a female visiting me. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm going to get myself trolls are going to go wild. <laughs> which, which, which leads to my question then. Like, so, you know, seeing love letters from men to me what they contained like what kind of things do women I, yeah, I imagine men are more crude than women yeah yeah uh, women no, no, they, they don't hold back They're, really yeah. when I've wrote love letters in the past you know 16 year old Jen to women I, <laughs> no, no, to ex-boyfriends. I used to I, in, that, in that box there. It's my memory box. There's old love letters from men. <laughs> Get them out one day for a podcast. You have a right. Someone's gonna be breaking in there. <laughs> but you know, we, I find we're better writers. Yeah, more passionate. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. There is all that kind of stuff, but the sexual sexual stuff as well. Like, yeah, they used yeah, to make things. You used to hit up. Yeah, they used to make toys and stuff as well. Like, Ooh. yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> like melting plastic. Because I had a trans prisoner who melted plastic and we made had sex trans toys. Um, uh, you had trans prisoners. Yeah, yeah. We had, um, <laughs> we had a few. Um, and they, um, uh, w- one of them got chipped out for not taking the meds and sleeping with a girl. <laughs> they, some would just fake it just to be in a women's jail. So, wow. if, all right. So, in, in Arizona, what you're born with is where you go. Well, so that, a female trans prisoner, a pr- trans who cut them off, would be with the men still. Yeah, is that would they go in the women in the UK? Yeah, or would so, they st- stay with the so men? So I met one, two, three, four transgenders, and they all had they were still had their manly bits, and they were allowed in the women. Uh huh. Yeah, because Sarah yeah. Jane Baker, who we've interviewed, who's a trans prisoner, was in with the men. She cut them. She cut hers wow. off. Her balls off in jail. Flushing down the toilet. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Strong that one. That. Yeah. But Zena, Zena, my trans friend, melted plastic from like pop bottles and stuff and yeah. made them into sex toys. Is that how that happened? So in the stories I heard, and I'm actually genuinely being <laughs> honest, um, was they would cut. You know, like the um, the blue cell when you get arrested the prison um pillows mm. you get them in send unless you buy your own pillow which, the plastic ones. yeah so they yeah. cut that out and i think they'd use whiteners and fill it up 
and tie it up and use it as a thing or t- uh, toothbrush holders. Yeah. See that one. Yeah. One of my one of my female uh, code events in Arizona said that the prison would get um, raped, especially if they were like sex offenders and stuff. But they yeah. put socks inside of socks. That's yeah, how they socks did it. Is, sock inside of sock inside of sock. Oh, okay. No, I don't know. Anything like that? No. 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 Well, mm. Arizona jail sounds considerably worse. Oh yeah, I couldn't imagine being oh. in a jail abroad. Oh, I think that 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 is terrifying. It's mm. like boot camp over here. If I'm honest, like mm. the hardest bit is Girls missing guys, your families. That's what I'm thinking. Mm. It, but, it's yeah the hardest bit in jail is missing your family i've had some of the best memories ever and they've not been high and sober and i've been sober so yeah what other fun memories have you got from there um just some of the people that i've met obviously um meeting um uh kate middleton um yes and how did that come about then um, so basically, because I've done this for this course, so she has um, something to do with. I don't know if you've ever heard of Forward Trust. Um, so they have a they are part of this um, course that we do, and she was she has something to do with that. Basically, um, she has an interest in the women and rehabilitation and stuff like that. Apparently, she'd been to the prison before, um, and I got approached by some woman. They said, "Oh, um." we're doing a documentary like would you like to do it like recovery the counselors have like put you forward so I'm like yeah why not like and then like I was thinking about it and I was like do I want to do a documentary and then anyway and then she come to me she's like you still up for this thing and I was like yeah she goes here's a t-shirt then you need to be up at like visits hall at whatever time and then at this point I was working in the staff mess outside the staff cafe I was doing my rottles and this guy we'd overheard this guy tell an officer that Kate Middleton was coming to the prison so I was like oh my god my god Kate, and I was like, and I was like, oh, that was it I was like so obviously they wouldn't wasn't allowed to tell any of us I wasn't even supposed to know so obviously, yeah, I've gone back and told my mate. She's um she's gone around telling the whole jail, and the officers are like, no, she's not coming here. She ain't coming here. Like they didn't even know it was that hush hush. But yeah, um, I sat and had like I think I sat with her for about twenty minutes altogether. There was two other prisoners, but I was the only one that was recorded and put on the media and stuff like that. Like she she put it on YouTube. Well, she didn't personally. What was she sorry. Asking? Um, she just kind of asked a little bit about our story. Um, like sort of how it come and I think the clip it just says she, you know and I said jail was the best thing that ever happened to me and she was like why does everyone say that she said everyone says that that I speak to and um, I'm tempted to go to jail now <laughs> <laughs> well it, you know it's it's it's, it's I'm, I'm do you know what I, I miss it I don't miss it if that makes sense I miss like it's hard to explain it without sounding weird because I miss my family I miss the no responsibility no none of that but then obviously I would never want to go back Mm -hmm. ever like I'd miss my family more but um yeah it's because it's it's easy-ish in a weird way so she struck you as a sincere person oh, Kate. Yeah. absolutely beautiful inside and out like yeah she just had such a beautiful aura about her is she as beautiful in real life yes yeah, stunning yeah. absolutely stunning she's got yeah gorgeous hair. i know yeah, yeah she's just so i don't know you could imagine like princess diana like that just like literally must have like sent her to him or something like because it's like she just comes across like she's that same kind of person i had no idea she did this kind of stuff yeah yeah 
And she was comfortable. Yeah, she just sat there. I, I said I was really nervous. I made her laugh and she put her hand on my leg. I was like, I'm never washing my cheeks. <laughs> like, yeah, she goes, don't be silly. You was fine. Mm. Like she made me feel comfortable. Um, yeah, it's just literally, yeah, like I said, the only word way to describe her is beautiful, absolutely inside and out. The future queen. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> wow. Did you get gate fever? Uh, um, no. Um, I, 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 do you know what? It was just overwhelming. If I'm honest, I, I had, I, I was glad to get out because lockdown. The last year I was in lockdown for 12 months, and that was the hardest bit of my sentence. That that made me, and I'm. Do you know what? In a weird way, I'm glad it happened because it made me never ever want to go back. Um, Did because, you have many cases? Mm-hmm. Um, not really. Uh, one officer died. Um, bless her one officer died and then we had a couple on our wing but it was it was all right we was lucky and the worst thing was it was um an officer and he was one of the most kindest mm. officer's wife you could ever imagine i found out my mum had can um was is is terminally ill with cancer um just before we got lo- um october we got locked down in the march didn't we and um every time he saw me how's mum how's mum like so they all knew what was going on um and and literally and it was like why are you like why why did it have to be your wife like you didn't deserve that you know and it's sad you could think oh, i could thought so many other officers that could have died but it was just sad it was him mm. you don't get like many genuine sincere ones in there was there many riots when lockdown was performed um couldn't lockdown people kicking off yeah i took it advice actually one of my good friends they done they got up on the roof in in send her and a couple of her mates they climbed up on the roof and refused to get down <laughs> and then they said by there's like this this portal cabin thing so they climbed up on it but obviously they're not allowed to come out then officers aren't allowed to touch you or anything like that i think because it's a threat if you fall or, and die then it becomes reliable on the prison um but yeah she said by like one in the morning they got cold and needed a wee and then they just come down I was like, <laughs> <laughs> what did you do it for what did yeah. you do it for <laughs> was your partner able to visit you because she'd been released before you hadn't she so yeah so oh, i just started my rottles she got released in october um, I started my rottles in October. Sorry, what is a rottles? Uh, so where you're allowed to work outside the jail and go home. So we get to go home once a fortnight for the day and you get to stay at home four nights, five days, every 28 days. And you can go to work and get paid for it. A prison take like, I think it was 40% of your wages or something, but I couldn't care. I wanted to come out and have my phone and, and talk to, like, talk to my family every day. Obviously, what, what was going on with my mum, like, it, it couldn't have come at a better time. The prison was supportive. They actually give me an extra home visit for six weeks, um, for one day a week, but I wasn't allowed to go anywhere but my mum's which was great. I didn't want to go anywhere, but my mum's, you know, obviously it was a real tough time. So I got to speak to her. I got to FaceTime her. And then obviously, um, lockdown, then we didn't, we used to get 10 minutes a day phone call t- to begin with. So I got to ring my diet, ring my dying mum, my partner, my brother. That's like literally supported me the whole way through it. You know, my best friend that supported me, you know, your dad, they don't live together. Um, it was a madness. It was absolute madness. Um, yeah, but <laughs> you survived. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, like yeah, it's getting depressing now. We'll move on. Yeah, yeah. What year were you a free person then? Um, the twenty sixth of February two thousand twenty one, day How before my birthday. Feel? Amazing. So last year. Yeah. 
Wow. Yeah, it was it was great. It was overwhelming. Again, it was it was mad. I come out to a lockdown still. Um, it was just it was a bit surreal. It was. Were we still in lockdown? Mm, yeah, yeah, we were still in lockdown. Yeah, twenty one February was. Yes, because it was April we came out, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I started work two weeks after being out. I, my old regional manager, we stayed in contact. He ended up inside himself um, for fraud. And he, so I was writing to him and then we was writing to each other in, in, in jail. And then he got out a few years before me and he was like, Fran, I promise you, like when you get out, I don't know what level it'll be at, but I'll, I'll have a job for you. Like if you want one. And, and he contacted my friend a couple of weeks before I got out and he was like, look, I've got a job. And then I said, like, I was like, Andy, like how long, how long, like I, I wanted to have a couple of months out. And he was like, I need to fill it soon. I was like, look, give me two weeks. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Mm. Um, and what's that doing? Uh, just a sales advisor in a motor parts factory. He's not still up to his fraud business. No, God, no, no, God, no, <laughs> yeah. no, no, no. He, he, he shit his pants. He, he didn't like jail, yeah. He, no. no. Yeah. How did your partner feel about you telling your story? Um, do you know what? Like, she, she's proud of me, but she doesn't, and she's really supportive, but she doesn't like to hear about it too much because mm. for her, jail was jail and it wasn't a great Some experience. Some people want to put it behind them. Yeah, exactly. Um, so she doesn't, she, she understands why I still do it because I've done stuff on Meridian News. I've done um, a couple of interviews with someone called The View magazine and stuff um, when I got out. So she, she gets it that my jobs were always helping people in jail and that's what I want to try and carry on doing. So she understands it, but she doesn't like too much. So who approached you for the first TV interview? So it started off, um, I come out and I set up a, a Facebook page like about prison and then my mate was like you need to do YouTube he's like call it birds doing bad or something like she goes there's no women there's no women Can we use that title and, uh, I've got a better one than that well, well, I, did, <laughs> I didn't even think about how crude it sounded at first so I thought I'm not down for making videos you know I'm I'm not I'm not confident or anything about like so anyway um, ended up hating Facebook all the old like people coming out of the woodwork wanting to meet up so I shut it all down set up a Twitter account I called it birds the bird didn't really think about how right sort of rude it sounded <laughs> and I put up a tweet literally I think I had about 30 followers or something and I don't have a lot now but I put up a tweet about um oh I've been home four weeks today been at been working for the last two lives pretty good and everyone was like retweeting it you know I got 300 and something like likes again it's not a lot but it was a lot in that moment and then I got people started following me and it's all like prison related and then the view magazine reached out and said would you like to do a little article in our in our magazine and it's it's about women and justice in the in the, in the prison system and stuff like that it's all about that and I was like yeah and then they asked me to do like this photo shoot thing and I was like I don't, I don't take photos but I was like you know what get out of your comfort zone so I'd done a little thing that went up in the Somerset house in London they were like auctioning pictures and then the iNews saw something about me and then wanted to do an interview with me so 
the View magazine contacted me saying the iNews want to do this. So I'd done that. And then the Meridian, ITV Meridian News saw the article I'd done on the iNews and contacted the View and then was like, Fran, like, do you want to do this? So, so I'd done all of that since coming out. A bit of a celebrity. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I came and Kate the news. Yeah. So did you get recognized? <laughs> no, no, no. So the activism is phenomenal then. So you got, yeah. you said you got a Facebook page for that because we can link that no. to the so video. So I've shut the Facebook oh, one down, but I've got the Twitter, I've got Instagram. Um, what, and what YouTube links, what as links well. do you want us to include with this? Um, so there's a Twitter one, um, please, mm. uh, YouTube I've set up now. Um, what's your Insta? Um, it's, it's birds doing. <laughs> oh, that's really because I didn't even realise that that's what it logged birds as the doing. name. I think I, I followed you last night on there. Actually. Got you. Yeah. yeah. So oh, that's brilliant. that one, and then the YouTube is just Francesca Fattore. And we skipped the story of someone pulling a gun on you. Yeah. Oh robbery. yeah. God, back this was back. I remember meeting this guy, and um, he he wanted quite a bit. Um, and anyway, he's passed me the money, and I've looked at it, and I was like. Oh, this is fake. This is fake. Like I had the thing in my hand and he's like, this is, this is fake. And I was like, and he was like, just, oh, I had given him the thing. I can't remember exactly how it was, but any, no, I think, no, because he tried to take it. So he took the thing out of my hand. He lent in. Now the next thing you know, and I, he, I turned around and there was a, a guy had come from around the side of my car and he put a gun in my face and he was like, just give me the thing. So I was like, oh, do you know what? Like, just give it to him. Like, it's not worth it. I had no idea if it was real, if it was fake. Like, if I was about to get my brains blown out. And I gave it to him. But then he started, like, leaning in the car trying to take my phones and stuff. So I was like, get off me. And, and I'll never forget. It was like, obviously, like, I was in fear. But then this guy with the guns come round the other side of my car and I picked up a TV for my brother, for, for my nephew, for his son. I picked it up. It was like his Christmas present or his birthday present. I can't remember. But it just made me switch. And literally, I just remember like flicking the car into reverse mode, literally just swinging the car around, like mateys rolled across the floor. And I just, and then you know, just, I remember swinging the car to the side so it shut my door and I just drove off and he literally just got away with what, he would have had um but yeah like just well done mad things. yeah, yeah. <laughs> if, it, if it hadn't been for my nephew's present I, I, I would have just probably ended up losing everything i had on me my phones any jewelry everything but it's like that adrenaline rush come in and i was like you ain't taking that <laughs> like mm. you're not taking it like it's crazy i would have done the same <laughs> yeah <laughs> like do what you want to me when you i don't know you get defensive don't you over yeah. like should have reversed and run yeah, around i know around. i know i wish i had <laughs> and it was broad daylight in a car park yeah it's just like and then that and and that you know I rung up my missus at the time then and that that's sort of going back like over 10 years ago and I think, oh, you know, I'm glad I'm out of it because if that was 10 years ago, people were just kicking off people's doors now yeah. and you hear the stories and it's like, I wouldn't want to be in that world. What do you say to the young people watching this who might be tempted to get yeah. in the mix or might be in the mix? Just get out, like literally get out because it's so different as well when I was in it back in the day it it in it was safe <laughs> you know you if you really think that women the the money that we was driving around with the amount of drugs you know wearing it all right 10 grand might not be a lot to people but you know nearly a 10 grand rolex on my we couldn't do that now we you know it it's more and more dangerous people are getting stabbed for nothing so you, you can't it's just not worth it like there is so much more out there like you can make anything 
of yourself if you want to. You just got to believe in yourself. Did you keep any of the items from pre uh, proceeds of crime? No, I've got nothing. Absolutely nothing. Everything's gone. You've got a couple sunglasses. That's um, it. Yeah, no. I, I, that's what I, I mean. You don't yeah, come it's out of gone. jail and have I've anything. I've got nothing. Come, yeah. And that's what I said. I'd rather come out to no money than dirty money. Um, like I want to start fresh when I when I get out. That was my plan, and I didn't want to have anything that was from the past that I didn't work my ass off for. so let us know in the comments what you thought about this video all our friends links will be in the description box as are jen's it's been very interesting uh, you know to get the female perspective (laughs) of prison and if there are any females watching these videos who've had experiences we are trying to get more women on the channel so please 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 reach out to us (laughs) and um you know we would we would love to get more women on so yeah huge thank you friend thank you very much knock myself out with this thank you thank you friend excellent this podcast is sponsored by gadfly press we are proud to announce the publication of The Girl Gambler, a young woman's story of her escape from gambling addiction. The story of a young girl's entrapment in gambling addiction, the true advert for problem gambling and how it controlled her every movement, every thought and almost took her life. How the guilt and shame that go hand in hand with addiction stopped her from reaching out for help for eight years as she didn't feel it was okay for a young female to be a problem gambler. How she believed it was a male-dominated problem and how eventually she did find the tools that enabled her to become free of her addiction. Available worldwide on Amazon. Link in the description box below this video. Thank you for supporting our sponsor. Here at Boomer and Jen, we offer a wide range of organic or recycled clothing. We all know our planet is important. We only have this one. So it's vital that we all work together to slow down and reverse the changes to the environment. Whilst we all know that big industry are having a significant effect on pollution, here at Boomer and Gen, we believe that if we all make small changes, we can do our part. Fast fashion causes detrimental effects to the planet. Not only is nearly 20% of global wastewater produced by the fast fashion industry, but there is a considerable amount of fast fashion ending up in landfill. So let's move away from fast fashion items that are only worn once or twice and start wearing extremely comfortable, durable and environmentally friendly clothing and ethical jewellery. Boomer and Jen was founded in a quiet town in Devon in 2018. It has now gone from strength to strength as the world is becoming more aware of the current climate situation, helping our customers to buy sustainable, quality clothing. All of our products are fair trade and registered with the Global Organic Textiles Standard Association. Check us out on organiccottonclothing.co.uk. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? 
I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At ChumbaCasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.